Hey, everyone. This is Luke. And hey, here's Carrie right here. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> so before the episode officially starts, we wanted to explain what happened with this episode. So the first couple of segments, uh, which are about 15 minutes long each, uh, were recorded back in June when Carrie and Alexan came out here to visit. So they have Alexan uh, and also Santana on them. Uh, and, you know, we're mainly talking about what they were doing on their trip out here. Um, and then the next bunch of segments after that were recorded in July, uh, where we uh, talk about, um, well, Gary talks about more about the trip. I talk about what happened to me on the 4th of July, and then we review um, season one of Peacemaker and uh, uh, and the anime uh, Comey Can't Communicate. Um, and then when we finish that up, <laughs> that's when I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to put this episode together and I'm going to get it released. So how many months ago was that, Carrie? Uh, this four, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Four months. Three months. Four months. It's July to August, September, October. Yeah, whatever. Like three months-ish. Just over three months. Um, So basically, as tends to happen with me, you know, I have my day job and then I have, you know, various... Uh, Things come along like commission projects and uh, uh, getting ready for Fump Fest <sighs> and all kinds of stuff. Basically, being like, oh, you know, this my to do list priorities. There's always there were always other things that had to take precedent, and now here it is. I was sitting on a nearly finished episode for three months or more. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, my apologies to Carrie and to all of you for making you wait. But uh, Carrie pointed out. Uh, that there's an important date coming up, uh, that being October 25th, which is the day we're releasing this. And what's significant about that day, Carrie? That's the 20-year anniversary of the day we met. Whoa! So, yeah. Um, so, uh, since so much time had passed, it got that close to the anniversary, we decided, um, let's record another segment uh, to talk about that a little bit, and then have that be the official wrap-up of the episode. The other thing is, we're in the month of October, and once it gets to be October, if I can release a bad report in October, I like to play spooky Halloween-type music during it. And the last time uh, an episode came out in October was, like, I think 2019. So I've been, like, saving up tracks for four years <laughs> wow. to, pl to play on Halloween, uh, kind of. So, yeah, so, like, almost all the tracks in this thing are uh, spooky Halloween-type songs, except for a couple of things that tie into the things that we talk about on the show. So that's what happened. So uh, thank you, Carrie, for putting up with me. <laughs> and, and we'll be uh, – you'll hear us uh, – talking in October of 2023 uh, at the last segments of the show. So there you go. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the World Wide Web proudly presents recorded live from Chicagoland to Burbank, California and across the USA. That we ever Not on your work. part. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of, no. only because. Can I please finish a sentence? Yeah, go ahead. A new episode of the occasionally existing podcast, Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. And now, here's your hosts, Luke Ski and Carrie Dalby. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Whoa, whoa. 
we're already recording. Oh, uh, oops, sorry. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. I'm Luke. I'm Carrie. I'm Alex Ann. Yes. And this is <gasps> Santana! Santana! Luke's Santana's new roommate. Whoa! Luke's somewhat new roommate. Yeah! And this is Santana's first appearance on Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. Oh, snap! Thank you guys for having me here. I want to thank the Academy, uh, Satan, for, you know, all the sacrifice. You don't need to laugh quite so loud. I mean, she is hilarious, but you don't have to laugh quite that loud. Uh, I have a question, Santana. Have you ever been on a podcast of Luke's, like, Kyle and Luke talk about tunes. I have. It is wonderful. I always have a good time. I keep trying to get them wasted, but they, I don't know. <laughs> she wants to make, she wants to invent the Luke, uh, Kyle and Luke talk about tunes drinking game. Slur about tunes. <laughs> Alex Ann is trying to feed me a script by whispering at me, but this is not how we do uh, podcasts. Unscripted podcasts. <laughs> Unscripted. Now she's trying to feed Luke a script. <laughs> so I'm. It's now a scripted podcast. It's now. It's now randomly scripted. Whoa! No screen tag for the rest of the year. Whoa! Was, dun, dun, dun. Wasn't that my line? Oh wait, I forgot. <laughs> that was that. This yeah, has no been. Yelling, this has been. Uh, an ABC after school special. Ah, <laughs> there's no school supper. Yeah, really, well, duh. But Dude. yeah, but but Santana has been on a, a few episodes of Kind of Talk About Tunes and has said that at some point we need to, you know, come up with some rules for the kind of things that occur often enough on Kind of Talk About Tunes uh-huh. that whenever something that always happens happens, that Kyle or I would take a shot so that by the time the we get to the end of the episode, me and Kyle are both. Totally drunk. As Kyle and Luke slur about to. <laughs> <laughs> and we could, in the image the, for the, I think this is Alexan's first time learning about the existence of any drinking game. <laughs> so. Because <laughs> uh, the, the, the way a drinking game works, which you Do are you really- want flowers? <laughs> Watch Mickey Alexan, Mouse or die! Too loud, please. <laughs> That's a reference to a thing we did that I'll show you later. Oh, yeah, it's very can't funny. Can't wait! Can't wait! So weird thing with puppets. So, are there any questions that you would want to ask Santana, perhaps about her pet? Ooh. It's a snake, by the way. Is it? <laughs> Maybe it's just a really big worm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's obviously a snake. <laughs> I got to meet a snake, and it has a cute little tongue. It goes. <laughs> The snake's name is Star-Lord. Yeah, and he likes to poison people. <laughs> no. I don't believe he's a venomous snake, he is, is he? not. What he's, type of snake is he again? A rattlesnake. He's a stricter, so when he catches the spray, oh. he wraps him around and gives him a big old death hug. Wait, snakes! <laughs> <laughs> and much like yesterday at Disney, we have reached the witching hour, where oh. Alexand's... All of Alexan's ADHD meds have worn off for oh! the day and won't be administered again till tomorrow morning. Dun, dun, dun. And something's being whispered at me, but I can't oh, hear it because I'm too busy. Hi! Can you say that? Hiya! Oh! Hiya! Ugh! 
Well, the fight, fight is broken out, and then Luke and Carrie's bad report. That was contest. That was that, that was like you know oh. the, a performance <laughs> worth. Hiya. Ow! Hiya. Ow! Hiya! Ow! Hiya! Okay, enough. Um, you can learn such wonderful voice acting from professional voice actor what? and Anna Maynard. Uh, Why do you Anna put Maynard School of Voice Acting? Why? Why do you put all these handcuffs behind my back? Oh yeah, it's to stop me from fist fighting. I can still use my feet. Hiya! Ah! Okay, let's talk about what we did with Santana. Okay. Why don't you tell the listeners? What we did. Uh, you need to help. I can help, but why don't and you, look. Uh, why don't you so, do some of it? So, uh, let's just recap our entire trip. <laughs> let's just recap uh, the entire trip. We can trip. do that in our allotted time slots. Let's start well, before let's, the let's just, like, what was your, the first, uh, well, not the day that you landed, but the first uh, day we did stuff, we went to Santa Monica Pier uh, and the beach. Yeah. Yeah, well, also, it's about the, the, when we landed, the day we landed, the, the main interesting thing that happened was... I got to hold Star Lord, and so that the next. That was when we met Star Lord. Yeah, because yeah, when we got back here, I ne- I went to check in on Star Lord, and I noticed that the water in his little uh, plastic pond thing was getting low, and I went to when I went to uh, look at it closer, I noticed that Star Lord's head was kind of like peeking out because he likes to hide underneath it, yes, and I was like, he might okay, have well, drank it. As, well, yeah, as, I'm like, well, as long as Is I have to deal alcohol? with this water, why don't I just. Uh, you know, move the whole thing off of him, and that way I can, you know, take him out and make sure he's doing okay, and then I was able to show him him to you guys really quick before I put the water back and and got it all set up. But Mom was holding a sandwich, so she didn't get to hold Star-Lord. She had to hold a sandwich instead. (laughs) Yes. Sandwiches Sandwiches are more delicious. Yes, but they're not as cute. (laughs) Snakes. Cute. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you knew he was cute. You were saying he was sweet. All your your facial expressions and <laughs> hand gestures are adorable, but this is an audio medium. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, you were you 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 listened to me, and you were very gentle with with uh, with Star Lord, and you was kind of crawling mainly over my hands, like I was holding them up like tree branches, and then you put yours in between mine, and so he was kind of crawling on your hand too, and. He was being super sweet, so, yeah. so that was a, that was an awesome experience. Right, steaks can be so sweet. You just, yeah, they are adorable. As long as you're not a mouse, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> Hubert's been sweet this this week too. Oh, Hubert's always adorable. <laughs> and Hubert and Star Lord don't know each other exist, right? <laughs> More or less. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. So um. So then, okay, so that was day By one. By the way, so there's a thunderstorm un- outside right now. <laughs> Unnecessary sound effects is the name of my Fallen Storm cover band. Hooray! <laughs> Foley work by Alex and Racy. Available for bar mitzvahs and other events. <laughs> she sounds like she's beatboxing. <laughs> so we like I'm what? Beatboxing. <laughs> I'm making rain noises. Oh. <laughs> It's just all-star beatboxing. <laughs> yes. 
so then uh, we went to the beach uh, with Santa with Santa Monica Pier and beach, and we yeah. had Santana and our other friend Mariah join us mm-hmm. for the ride. And that's when we saw a shark attack, guys. It was really awful. There was two kids in the water. One of them popped up with their arms missing. I mean, the family was just horrified. The face was. Stop it! And we made the funniest TikTok about it. That never, none of that actually happened, guys. Santana thinks that of, this is a script pick podcast. There were podcast. some surfers, though. That's kind of like a shark attack. Yeah, and then they crashed, and one's heads fell off. It was just <laughs> And then, they, and then these billionaires went in a submarine uh, and they went to too the soon, the too soon, too soon, too soon. <laughs> and then a man went into a talent agency. No, I'm not gonna do that one. Oh yeah, um, and then and then uh, and then Vamber came out with a dolphin magic sword, got crushed by Scooby Doo, who who is running away from Bigfoot. That had just gotten off the rise of the resistance right at Disney. Oh shoot! I just spoiled something. We also so uh, Luke, Luke and Alexan were in the ocean together a lot. I and I was picking out seashells a lot. I actually felt like a lot of the time I felt like I was actually getting pulled into the ocean. How cold was the water? Because for it me, it, would, oh, <laughs> it was it not was that cold to me because cold. of that, um, except for at first. Like, I, I only let it go up to about, like, you know, up to my, halfway up my chin. Oh, even that sounds cool. But yeah, but that was like... I, I, I let it go to, like... Had my knee. This whole week has been unseasonably cool for Southern California, which is great. Because, which is not great because, because I was worried that it was going to be like a hundred all week long, and it's not. But we get to look forward to which is not great. But they thought it was going like to be like that when we get home. Chicago. But uh, ninety-one and air quality warning, which is from the Canadian fires when we get back. And while we were on the beach, uh, Santana and Mariah went for a bike ride. Bike ride, that's right. We bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle to Venice. Oh wait, (laughs) we're gonna get copyrighted by Queen. Oh wait, everyone in Queen's dead. Oh yeah, I forgot. No, they're not. Only one person is. Yeah, one. The guy, the guy who's yeah, that guy who slipped off the stage and. No, that's. That, that's something else. <laughs> Thinking of winger or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he fell off the stage, I thought. So how was your bike ride in the middle of a concert? Amazing. Awesome. We only ran over Wait, one he person. died of cancer? Oh. And they were elderly. Okay. So it didn't Oh, wait, well, that we was the end of their life. Two concurrent conversations on a podcast. That's not how podcasts. That would be a challenging podcast, though. You know? What I should have done is borrowed Kyle's laptop so we could have had me and Santana having a conversation on one mic and you guys having a conversation on the other mic and then we could have them in, like mixed to each sides of the of the of the of the stereo so oh. that people could listen and That hear. would be hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Like which one do I want to listen to? That's very good. And then we went to Bubba Gump Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was Tasty. And it was my first time eating Bubba Gump. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> my very first time. 
It's yeah. okay. My mom loves Bubba Gump, so I got her a box of chocolates to bring mm-hmm. back. Very nice. A box mm-hmm. of Ferris... Uh, f- f- <laughs> a box of Ferris Gump... Uh, Forrest Gumps. <laughs> box uh, and of fat chocolates. Okay. Just like him. Yes, Tom Hanks is <laughs> very, known for being very overweight. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that, that Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I bounce off walls because I'm so flat. Ow. Yeah. Live from Burbank. It's, it's Tom Friday Hanks. Night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah! And now our new incredible recording sketch, Fat Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, no. <laughs> And Alex Ann got two new dolls, uh, a shrimp, a pink shrimp about uh, eight inches big, and a rainbow tie-dye shrimp about. Don't forget about the monkey. The monkey. monkey. Oh, you got a monkey also? Yeah, that rainbow monkey was. Oh wow! Yeah, she's been. I collect dolls. I've got like hundreds and hundreds of dolls. She's in gotten my room. so many new dolls this trip that Luke had to loan us an extra uh, suitcase to. Yeah, bring I've got like hundreds and hundreds and True. hundreds of dolls in my room. Yeah. So um. So yeah. Even so though my by mom's dolls, not she rich. means plush animals. Yeah. Not not anything. Not anything not hu- like not Barbies. Human, yeah, not human Barbies or ba- stuffed or baby animals dolls or anything. I only right. call I call them dolls, but because you call them dolls because Luke got us calling them dolls by doing wah with dolls when you were young. When 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 that, Alexan was literally like that two or three years old. Uh, and there were like tons of little stuffed animals around. Like Yeah, know, those those stuffed animals are all now like so, 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 so to enter, to entertain the toddler, uh, I would, I would have her, I would have her, I would kind of grab all of a, a whole bunch of dolls in my hands, and I'd be like, Aww. "Hey, hey, Alexander!" And then and I was like, a huge me, armful of dolls, and, then, and I would just, well, and he, I would just he, like toss them all the air and go, and, like, and do like, and Alexander thought that was the funniest thing That's ever. A, yeah, back then I was, I was called Alex, but don't talk about that. Yeah, and so, and it was called Wah with Dolls. So Luke named it Wah with Dolls. So that's how me and Alexander got calling stuffed plush animals dolls instead of stuffed plush animals. Yeah, stuffed there animals.
Uh, okay, my arms are tired, but we slayed that. We did. We did. Pretty incredible. I mean, I don't know that we're ever going to need a theme song. Oh, we absolutely will. All right, well, if we do, then we're going to need another take. <laughs> a ghost living in Brighton who's simply known as Scratch. That's me. In the house I haunt, bringing misery to this town. Everything was perfect. When a station wagon pulled up and a family moved in Ugh. and a teenage girl turned my life upside down. Oh, boy. She busted in my attic, so I gave her my best frights. <laughs> but she just squeed at all my horrid booze. That's B-O-O-S. I shrieked with creepy crawling bugs. But she just gave me several hugs, so I made her an offer that I now can't refuse. Me and my big mouth. And happify is a made-up word meaning so sweet that you puke, overflowing with excessive positivity. I said, for the rest of your days, I'll be there. Words I can't rebuke. I cursed her, but it turns out the curse was on me. Now I can't escape, we're the ghost and Molly McGee. Jeff, turn on my vocals and headphones, thank you. Key change, by the flow of failed phantoms, the ghost council judges me. While Molly brightens everybody's lives. Brighten, it's a clever wordplay. I've tried hard to corrupt her, but it really is no use. Cause dishonesty makes her break out in hives. Excuse me, and I'm a ghost. Whether it's tugs a tornado, sob goblins are howling Harriet, or a runaway turnip, Molly faces all these attacks. It's like every 11 minutes, but she always keeps her chin up with her family by her side. Especially Nin, cause she'll make me some snacks. <laughs> Keep them coming, Nin. Andrea's just another name like G-E-O-F-F. At the bat mitzvah, Libby let the turtles run free. I still preferred the bats. And in the end, when I was facing a fate worse than death, <laughs> she became a wraith of joy and rescued me and set us free. Not bad for the first season of Molly McGee. But you'll taste down the skunk and never mind all the sneaking. And that you'll bust fries with Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, that's my best friend. They call her Molly McGee. She's feeling the horror, the dancing, the horror, the making this for you're all gonna adore. That's us, the ghost and Molly McGee. Thank you, Brighton Banshell. Good night. Scratch has left the building. Oh, what, what are you doing here? I told you to enjoy your afterlife. But, but we don't know how. Then we thought, who knows how to be lazy and good for nothing? And naturally, we thought of you. What should we do? <laughs> so what so Fine. First, you're going to need names. We have names. Wait, have you been referring to us as just the ghost council this whole time? What? <laughs> I'd be very rude. I don't know what we expected from you, honestly. I am Sir Alistair. Lucretia. Bartholomew. And I am Grimbella. It's a family name. Not sure those are better than the Ghost Council, but hey, it's a start. It isn't super tricky. All you gotta do is be just a little less like you guys and a little more like me. No more meetings, no more work, no responsibility. The chairman's gone. You're completely free. Enjoy your afterlife. 
do what you wanna do. Enjoy your afterlife, maybe eat a croissant or two. There are no rules, no restrictions, and no strife. Just kick back, relax, and enjoy your afterlife. Let's talk interests, hobbies, passions. What have you always wanted to do but didn't have the time? That's easy. Realphabetize the ancient scrolls. Add color coding to the scare report template. No, 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 no. Think fun stuff. <gasps> Buy a standing desk. Ah, oh, scratch. Long before I was a ghost. Uh-huh. What I really wanted most... Yes? ...was to learn how to play the lute. That's dumb. You sound like my father. He said, foolish boy, this lute is a boorish toy. And then he cut the strings to mute my pursuit of the lute. What a brute! Well, hey, let's stick it to your old man. Buy a lute, make a practice plan. Then, I don't know, go on tour in a lute-shaped minivan or something. Oh, that sounds positively delightful. Perhaps I'll even grow a soul patch. Enjoy your afterlife. No one's the boss of me. Enjoy your afterlife. That's the basic philosophy. Yoda. There are no rules, no restrictions, and no strife. Take my advice. Just get back, relax, and enjoy your afterlife. Do whatever you want, but enjoy your afterlife. Preferably elsewhere. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl, and do I help them? Yes, indeed. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. They come flocking to my cauldron, crying spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do. So prepare for a chance of a lifetime. Be prepared for sensational news. A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer. And where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I know it's unsorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be prepared! Beata Maria, you know I am a righteous man. Of my virtue I am justly proud. Beata Maria, you know I'm so much purer than Come in vulgar, weak, licentious crowd Then tell me, Maria Why I see her dancing there Why her smoldering eyes just scorch my soul I feel her, I see her The sun caught in her raven hair Is blazing in me out of all control
no one in town has as manly, perfect, a pure paragon. You can ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley, and they'll tell you whose team they prefer to be on. No one's been like Gaston, a kingpin like Gaston. No one's got a swell cleft in his chin like Gaston. As a specimen, yes, I'm intimidating. Listen to your mother, it's a scary world out there. Mother knows best, one way or another, something will go wrong, I swear. Ruffians, thugs, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals and snakes, the plague, yes. Also large bugs, men with pointy teeth, and stop, no more, you'll just upset me. Mother's right here, mother will protect you. Darling, here's what I suggest. Transformation Central Transformation Central Transformation Central Transmogrification Central Can you feel it? You're changing, you're changing, you're changing Alright, I hope you're satisfied Personality flaws Give me adequate cause To send him packing on a one-way trip So his prospects take a terminal dip His assets frozen The venue chosen Is the ends of the earth will be So long Ex-Prince Thing went through like different variations of it. Of uh, what? The, like the, the, wah, one that, the one that it evolved to to this day is called Wabooms, which is where I basically uh, pick, pick up Alexander and heat her onto a bed or a couch and go, wow! Which has gotten increasingly more challenging as oh, Alexander as Alexander has gotten bigger and Luke has gotten can older. Can you still yeet you? Yeet. Yep. It, it's it's d- d- just a, a, yeah after, after this podcast show Santana <laughs> because if you love them you must yeast the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we got another like oh, almost five minutes left. So let's we talk, need to talk let's, about Universal and Disney. Yeah, talk about Universal. Uh, okay, so Universal we didn't go, we only went on a Minions ride and Ooh, a studio fine. tour, but. This, not the only the main interesting thing that happened was in the studio tour, tours. Uh, other than like seeing like seeing a bunch of people dressed up as the Scooby Gang, but anyway, <laughs> she says as a side note, even though it was actually our main attraction. Yeah, but Scooby. but the but the best part was during the studio tours. Studio tours was, uh, had a bunch of pretend stuff, but 
And, like, they were going through a place that we thought we might see, like, an animatronic animal, but instead we saw an actual coyote. Living coyote. Living coyote. Wiley Coyote. Was he looking for the roadrunner? He's sitting right in the middle of the road as we approached. And and then and then he just walked off the road and he just sat by there and he was he 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 was very adorable. Yeah, he he was being Yeah, he was being kinda cute like a dog. Yeah. It was it was very beautiful. That was Possibly the highlight of the trip. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, r- I really wished that I the could. The highlight of that day. I really wished I could go out and just pet him. Yes, but we don't pet wild animals. <laughs> or like you, you, well, I, I did wish that I had kind of brought dogs. Well, well, not dog for like cat food because cat food's got meat in it and. <laughs> Yeah, the dog food has meat in it too. It just it has a s- s- somewhat smaller percentage of meat than. Cat yeah, so I'd probably I wish I'd wished that we like some for some reason brought cat food for Hubert <laughs> and then ended up accidentally bringing it to Universal. For but, some real, but real quick, quick describe, on describe what it was like. What what happened with the Scooby Gang? Mm-hmm. Uh. I came in with the mat with my face mask over my face. I always wear a face mask when I'm out in public. Um, and I was like this, and then I was like I was pretending to be a faceless zombie, the faceless zombie from one of the uh, Scooby Doo episodes. So and, then, and then literally put the mask like over her eyes as well. Uh, and, and the whole Scooby gang just was totally, you know, <laughs> creeped out and, and terrified of the whole situation. And, and uh, we got yeah. some video of it. I'll, I'll, they were uh, fantastic. I'll, I'll edit the audio of that in here just because I want people to hear how, how wonderful the, the, the Scooby gang was with, with Alex Ann. It was, And we got a whole bunch of really great pictures. Oh, um, that's wonderful. Cause, because the, they were about to, like, stop and go take a break, but then they saw that Alex Ann was wearing a Scooby-Doo shirt and Shaggy and Scooby socks. Aww. And they are like, oh, wait, let's, let's, let's see Alex Ann. Let's see this girl over here before, uh, before we go on our break. So they, they made a little extra time for, for Alex okay. Ann. Okay. She had these long, for- knee-high socks, one of Scooby, one of Shaggy. Just like the ones I'm wearing right now. Yep, and... Um, and Velma said, if you put a sandwich in between those socks, it'll disappear. So yeah, um, so uh, how about uh, Disneyland? What was... Uh, uh, it's all about the rise of the... Resistance. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I did, it took a little yes. bit of me, a little bit of kind of talking them into it to get them to go on it, uh, and, and the line was pretty long. It was at least a 45-minute It, it was kind of a, like a two-step process, because he was trying to talk Alex Ann into it in front of me. Uh, but I was the one who had to kind of strong arm her into actually doing it after noticing how much Luke thought we were going to like it. And um, then we had a 70 Because it's, you know, wait. kind of, you know, one of the greatest ride achievements ever in the history of rides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I loved it. 
So, so what did you think when? If you live in California, don't listen to this. This part where we describe it, bad bit. It because yeah. because the, they, then you can go on it yourself. For, for the next or two or three minutes, it'll Disney. be spoilers yeah. for Rise of the Resistance. But Ugh. what did you think about it when... Spoilers starting in three, two, one. Yeah. What did you think about it when that door opened up and we were suddenly inside the Star Destroyer and there was a whole battalion of stormtroopers there? What did you think of that? I was very surprised. Apparently, Mom was less confused instead of more confused because she was like... Why do I feel this ship turning around? <laughs> yeah, and Alexandra's more confused because she didn't realize that the room we had been in rotated. And this was all just part of the line. <laughs> yes, this is... We weren't even on the ride yet. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got on the actual ride. And oh, well, well no, 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 no. We need to before that... Like, they they led us to the cells, uh-huh. and, like, like we waited in there and saw, like, Kylo Ren and stuff, and then, like, suddenly, like, the side of the wall opened up with lightsabers, and yeah. then we got in the ride. Yeah. Uh, like, resistance had came to rescue us. And speaking of Kylo Ren, uh, we... Got to meet him face to face out out on the yep. park. Yeah, and 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 I, I was I was acting very 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 f- dark side because dark side ish. Yeah, I was like I was Earlier like I was like because because before like there's some stormtroopers that came in and I was like oh yeah by the way that guy's name is uh is Luke is Luke Luke <laughs> S and they're all like. Get him! <laughs> and, and I was actually telling the truth. <laughs> yes. Which they probably didn't think. Yeah, they probably did not think that I was telling the truth. <laughs> and, and the other uh, funny thing that happens is there's a character in uh, in Galaxy's Edge who is a spy who's kind of exclusive to Galaxy's Edge. Her name is Vi. And I told Alexanne about Vi, and I said, well, be on the lookout for her. And then later on, I spotted her, and I said, oh, Alexanne, look. And then Alexanne ran up to Vi and said, give me a mission. Aww. And so Vi gave uh, Alexanne a mission of, yeah. if you go if you go talk to stormtroopers, uh, be, like, tell them you've seen me, but describe somebody completely different who doesn't look like me, so the stormtroopers won't know, won't be able to find me. So... That's what she said the mission was. And then what did you do, Alexander? Oh, no. uh, I I went over to some stormtroopers and I was like, Hey stormtroopers, this gal came over to me named Vi and she said to tell to tell you the exact opposite of what she said of what she looks like and then and, and but I am actually secretly I'm secretly uh, with the first order, so she looks like with blue, a black lady with with uh, black hair except blue on the end, wearing an orange suit. <laughs> and the stormtroopers were very happy to get this information. Oh, I bet they were. In fact, one like when when Alexander was talking to the first one, like. the other one came up to me because I was wearing a shirt, a tea turtle shirt with a picture of Ahsoka on it, and the guy wearing. came up and pointed at me and was like, you know, it's like you know, you're a you're a resistance sympathizer, and I and then I pointed at Alexander and said, hey, she's got some uh, important intel about Vi the spy. You should go talk to her. Oh, and then he was like nice. affirmative, and then he went over and they and they talked. So 
I'll put the audio. I got some video of that, so I'll put the audio yeah. of that in here too. The stormtroopers awesome. did the best they could with their pre-recorded yes. messages and. Thank you. I'm trying to tell you what she looks like, but pre-recorded messages. Wonderful. Yes. What was his pre-recorded messages that he said to Well, the, 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 Yeah, the one he said to you when Kylo, when you approached him was... Um, oh, about Vi the Spy? Yeah. Or no, no. No, this well, was before Kylo, that. Yeah, Kylo Ren said to you, your enthusiasm for the dark side is very encouraging. I think is what he, is what he said. Reassuring. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Your, your, yeah, your enthusiasm for the dark side is reassuring. Do you have a video of him saying that? I didn't. That happened too quick for me to get a video, but I got a picture of him with you. Your, so. enth- your enthusiasm for the dark side is re- is very assur- reassuring. Yeah. Reassuring. <laughs> your enthusiasm <laughs> for the dark side is re- is really very reassuring. Your enthusiasm okay. Okay, okay, is okay, got got the point. <laughs> we need to edit this small part out, so let me say it in peace. Your enthusiasm <laughs> Your enthusiasm for the dark side is very reassuring. Alright, cool. I think we got that take, everybody. <laughs> okay. All right. Edit all the parts out except for when I said that. Um, and this part. Okay. And then uh, there was, um, you know, we went on the teacups, which is another thing you guys for sure want to do. Oh, we went on the Haunted Mansion. Was it haunted? It was pretty haunted. They had 999 happy haunts. That's a lot. None of them on There was room for a thousand. That's that's true. That's us. And and that's... So you hadn't been on the Haunted Mansion before. Never. not. What did you think of it? Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. This, and weird although, because it stopped way yeah, too much. This broke the record in my life at either park of the number of times the thing stopped during the oh, ride. Wow. It was like at least five times. I'm like, what is going on? Frankish spooks have interrupted your ride. Please remain seated in your doom buggy. <laughs> and the reason why Alexander has that memorized is because that's how often oh, the no. thing stopped. Mm-hmm. But, wow. but nonetheless, it was fun. Um, and uh, we got sandwiches and we came home and today we were basically just... Uh, you know, we, we hung out and played some... Oh, we went to Roscoe's Chicken and, chicken and Waffles. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yummy lunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this, yeah. afternoon, we, this afternoon we played some, some Mario Kart, and, and now we're doing this. And tomorrow you guys are heading back to uh, to Illinois. Um, and finally seeing Dad again. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was, I was texting... Uh, Alexan's father uh, about uh, all of Alexan's dark side supporting activities, and he texted back that he was very proud. Very nice, <laughs> very good indeed. Yeah, Dad's a super dark side guy. So yeah. am I. I'm super dark side girl. Have, have, do you have any? Do you do star, any? Any star, Do you have any Star Wars? Lines? I'm very dark sided. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we have a dark side and a Jedi in the same apartment. Dun, dun, dun. And then, and then she, uh, dark side, dark side, uh, Jedi, Jedi rebel. Uh, no, I'm a, I, I'm a, 
<laughs> I'm more of a like a Mandalorian or one. You're of the, you're one of the middle and guys. They they refer to that as gray because you're in between the black and white. Yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, uh, Santana is a, an awesome cosplayer Aww. and does a lot of great costumes of. Uh, like you were Princess Peach at, uh, at at DreamHack, as well as Boo Set, a, kind of a princess version of the Boo character from Mario. Yay, Mario! And I love that movie so much. I had to cosplay from it. Yeah. I, re- I really wish you'd like. Oh. And the game. How, how many Star Wars movies have you watched? Over since? nine thousand. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> what Star Wars movies have you watched? Uh, Star Wars one. Star Wars <laughs> two. Star Wars three. That's it. And Star Wars four. <laughs> and Star Wars 5 <laughs> Star Wars 6 7 I didn't watch 7 oh. Oh, so, oh, no. <laughs> oh so you watched the prequels and the originals <laughs> yes uh, yeah you, sh- you should definitely wa- at least watch Alex hands one ahead of you Ooh. <laughs> uh, actually well uh, unless, uh, unless you count Rogue One which is not it's not a trilogy but it's yeah right. Well, it's getting sweaty yeah. in here, guys. Yeah, we should we should wrap up this segment. But thank you so much, Santana, for making some time to be on the podcast yeah. with all of us. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, thank <laughs> you, and 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 thank you, Alexan, for uh, giving us the report on your awesome trip. I am a flying moose. I am a flying moose. We got the report. You have to get your butt. Kaboom. Replaced. <laughs> I am a flying moose here to tell you that you need to buy a Grogu doll tomorrow. Nights eternal laughter by the farm push up some daisies and get done with his creepy crazies. Hi, wanna come play with me? Fred's to sure. And daily nightmares. Is he scared to raise your neck? If you think it's too macabre, follow the floating candelabra. But he ain't wretched, he can prove. <laughs> we did that in a beastly cartoon. She was a beauty. The rest will never cease Till you finally rest in peace You can fly and you can float Or you can scream just like a goat But to grant your endless wishes First you must sleep down with the fishes Hey, hold on, I'm asleep Rain or snow, lightning or thunder Take a smell of my feet and give me something good to eat. You're all alone, but don't be scared. We've got your way called pre-prepared. Hi, I'm serving soup. It's a cream mock tortoise and a yummy red that pairs with rigor mortis. <laughs> it's all so dopey. I'm complaining. At least it's almost entertaining. What <laughs> <laughs> huh? your attention, please. Restless spirits have halted our progress. Please remain seated in your doom buggy, and we will continue our tour momentarily. Oh, no. 
The only thing worse than being stuck in here with you is being stuck in here with them! Tell jokes! I do tricks! With my deadly candlesticks! Uh-oh. Come on now and lift your glass! Filled with poison sassafras! It is sassafras and furnace pretty dirty! Deed and trust, cause it's time to bite the dust. Crushing your chips, we're not joking. Now's the time you should be croaking. You're so great, one can't compare. No one has your savoir It's time to turn your whole life story into a memento mori. Close by folks and one by one, until you shall my life is done. Schaefer, if Wikipedia is right, it looks like this is it. Master Grace's mansion. Hold on. What's that smell coming out of that trunk, though? Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. Now everybody gather round, crowded in and abandoned. Any hope for your survival? Your smiles on arrival quickly turn to terror once you learn this destination's final. These marble blasts, they follow us like screams behind the bending doors. Luigi's mansion's half as horrifying as what lies in store. Floating candles down the hallway, never ending, losing hope. I feel the walls close in upon my dome, no joke, a hat box go. No windows, no doors, no doubt, no shout.
podcast everyone hi uh it is now july 11th 2023 and 7-eleven day yes uh i've uh i heard that you could go get a free slurpee today and then i forgot to go um <laughs> yeah i didn't go either but i thought about it does that count uh yes <laughs> um so uh I wanted to, uh, we're, we're going to review a couple of things um, a little bit, but first I wanted to tell a story of uh, something that happened on the 4th of July. So 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I tell what happened at the end of the trip first? Since oh, sure. Chronologically, that happened first. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so after the other segments that played and the very last day of the trip, which was the day we were going to come home, I learned that uh, my credit card number, my debit card number, I should say, had been compromised. Um, it was only a charge for, I believe, twelve ninety nine, but uh, nevertheless, it had been compromised. And um, so, like, I withdrew a bunch of cash and kind of put it off till after the, the flight and got home. And then I called the bank because I knew they were going to want to cancel my card, you know, that's signed up to uh, automatically pay for, like, everything in my life. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so uh, the people that, uh, the person that defrauded my card, uh, it, there is a, a fraudulent company called Mezer Consulting, um, who is run by uh entirely by one employee named Karina Rivera supposedly and um their address went to Glendale, California. <laughs> and would you like to uh speak about what you found when you went to the address to see what was there? Yeah, so m the where I where I um my delivery job takes me to uh, uh various parts of the valley including that part of Glendale which is kind of on the other side of the, of the, you know, one of the little mountain ranges. But anyway, I got over there and I was going to look up to see what it was. And when I got there, it's the, the business is, is a Glendale shipping center. And uh, in front, there's like a sign that's like, you know, FedEx authorized ship center, blah, blah, blah. And if you look at the inside, you can see a bunch of like, you know, PO box type things. And there's a whole bunch of signs in the window that were basically made by somebody using like, uh, like Arial Black font, uh, <laughs> and just doing a whole bunch of things in all caps that are like, you know, your new address is here. Keep your home address private and unpublished. <laughs> Don't make your yeah. home address public when filing DBA, uh, which I forgot what that stands for, but it's basically, basically when you're trying to, uh, like designated business address or something like that. Uh, yeah. Tired of porch pirates, hide Amazon packages from anyone, need a mailbox, low prices guarantee with one year contract, blah, blah, blah. But it's basically like, you know, it's, it's basically, it's like super shady and everything. And um, I'm sure there's lots of people who are using these for legitimate reasons, but yeah, uh, basically, when when I sent the pictures of the place to you, you shared them with Josh, and he was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what he said. This kind of place would be." Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah when he saw the address, he's like, "What do you want to bet? That's that's just a mailbox." Is what he said. I think something yeah. like that. And the way the scam was set up was that the company. Like they charged like whatever that was, $12 and something cents to your card, but then they refunded that card just, you know, so that they technically well, it, it refunded by my bank because my bank recognized that it was. Oh, OK. My bank didn't accept the charge. OK, but um, 
but yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, they, they steal a little bit of money so that they can either later steal a huge chunk of money to see if you didn't notice the first time, yeah. you know, or whatever. But I wanted to, I really quickly, when I got home that night, whipped up a sign on, um, on Photoshop using the same the same font and everything, and I said I should go by and like next time I'm in that area, just like you know, you know, like you know, rubber cement this to that to that same set of signs, <laughs> and the sign read perfect for setting up a fictitious business so you can scam people online and get away with it. Yeah, but then Carrie said, no, 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 don't do that. You don't want to go to jail yourself or whatever for. You know, yeah, I mean, vandalism. you know, there's there's nothing in this situation that's worth any effort um, to get justice, even if on the on the, you know, slight chance that justice could be got. Um, I just I, I went and left a uh, one star google review for the shipping company saying they were although they were not the the ones who ripped me off they were the enablers and that was about that was about it and i finally got my new card on thursday you know which it's so it's now tuesday so um on the uh uh, 7th of July, I guess. And right the day before we had to go, I had to take Alex to the Dells and, uh, you know, it's just, um, I, uh, it's going to take me weeks to get this, uh, new card number in everything. And it's a big hassle, but yeah. Anyways, so that happened. And I could talk about the Dells, but I probably won't. You know, the Dells is the Dells. Yeah, I'm, um, I, I miss the Dells very much. Um, I mean, it's like I I do have Disneyland out here, but only on certain days of the year. And also, you know, it's I have to have, you know, the um, that's that specific pass to get in that costs, you know, a, you know, it's overall it's worth it, but it's still kind of a chunk of change to have to get that every year. Um, yeah. uh, it's like, you know, 450 bucks or whatever for the California resident local version of that pass. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's like, go, it's like you can go to the Dells and just, you know, do lots of cheap things without having to go all in for like one of the theme parks, you know, me and Stephanie, when we lived in Madison, we used to just go up to the Dells just to hang out, you know, or go yeah. to the outlet malls and stuff. So. Uh, uh, yeah. I think the one thing I'll say is that we literally never left the Kalahari campus except to, uh, um, walk a couple yards over to the Cracker Barrel, <laughs> which is in a parking lot that's connected to the Kalahari. But um, we never left our parking spot. And Alexan rated the Kalahari 4.5 out of 5. And the problem with the Kalahari is that it's too good. So you you don't you you miss other things at the Dells because you're spending so much time at the Kalahari. <laughs> well, that was her review of the Kalahari. Yeah. It's just too, too damn awesome and perfect. Yeah, they, and they got a lot mm-hmm. of great uh, water slides there. So, and, and one comment arcades. I was going to make about the California trip 
that I didn't make earlier. Just, uh, I think I told you the story, but, uh, um, the day we were flying in and we were at O'Hare airport, Alexan was, um, getting upset and anxious because she needed to pee right that moment. And I was like doing something. I was trying to finish something up, uh, before I went with her to the restroom and she just calmly said, uh, you better take a Xanax, Mommy, because I'm about to have a meltdown <laughs> right in front of everybody. <laughs> and the guy next to me just cracked up. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I won't say anything further about either of the trips unless I do. Okay. Um <laughs> So uh, on the 4th of July, uh, I was weirdly not scheduled to work that day. I was very surprised. Um, but um, because I was not scheduled to work, Santana was like, we should throw a party. And I'm like, okay, sure, why not? So we had a bunch of people over, including uh, Kyle, Lindsay, and Tony, and and um, uh, Mariah, who you met the other day when you were visiting, and, you know, just various people. It wasn't, like, super huge or out of control or whatever. But, um... Uh, Earlier in the day, when we were getting things all set up, uh, Santana uh, was trying to put away my little uh, handheld vacuum thingy, and when when she went to put it away, uh, there's like I'm a having bat- a hard time concentrating because my mom's yelling at the dog. Oh, uh, can you back up a little bit? Sure. Um, so, uh, earlier before the party, Santana was, um, uh, using my little handheld vacuum cleaner thing, which has a bunch of accessories and a charger that plugs in the wall. And then she went to put the thing away and I was like, wait, hold on a second, because she had put the charger somewhere else. And I was grabbing that to put it in the bag with all the other things. And I'm like, it's like, this goes with this. So we should keep all these things together. And then for no reason at all, after I said, oh, we should, you know, put all these things together. I just kind of sang this little dumb thing. What do we get when we put them all together? <laughs> Which doesn't come from anything. It's just some weird thing. I happened to sing in that moment, but, but yeah. then she, can you hear me? yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Cause I went and put on my um, headphones so I wouldn't get distracted. Okay. So to, so then after I sang that dumb little question, she answered that question and it's perhaps it's one of those you had to be there things, but it just killed me. Mom, I'm on. I'm recording a podcast. I can't talk right now. Sorry, Luke. It's okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, I said a dumb little thing uh, as a question, and then she responded to it, and it made me crack up. Uh, and maybe nobody thinks this is funny at that moment. I thought it was really funny, so I will now re-sing the thing I did, and I will say what she said in response. So here we go. Okay, you ready? Yep. What do you get when you put it all together? Chicken. and it just cracked me up because it was like it just kind of evoked to me this notion of like a 1960s commercial for like shake and bake or some project some product like that where you have like a bunch of you know sing-songy you know commercial voices what do you get when you put it all together and then like a bunch of kids are there chicken or something like that yeah (laughs) it's like shake and bake new from blah 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 you know (laughs) consumer product you know so 
So, so then, like for the next like half hour after that, I had to keep stopping because I just kept stop. I just kept thinking to myself, "What are we good when we put it all together?" Chicken, and I just it just kept cracking me up, and because I just thought that was really goddamn funny for her to say. Yes, so definitely, and you shall be singing it for the next twenty five years. Yes, because <laughs> that's what you do. Yes, so cut to later in the day, we are all uh, like out at the pool and. Uh, well, I, sh- I should say, <laughs> cut to a little bit later, when people start arriving, Santana's like, hey, do you want to have some of these gummies? Which, by gummies, we mean, like, you know, the cannabis-infused kind of gummies. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I took two of them, and she said it was like 10 milligrams, and I've had that number of milligrams before, and it's never really affected me much, and I didn't really think much of it. So I took them. There were so, 10 milligrams each, or 10 milligrams total? 10, 10 milligrams total. Okay. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so then later I'm in the pool and I'm hanging out there with, uh, Kyle and Lindsay and Tony. And, uh, and all of a sudden, as I'm talking to them about various things, it, I, I suddenly have this realization. It's like, Oh wait, I think I might be high now Yeah. <laughs> because suddenly my brain went into this mode where it was like every 10 to 15 seconds, my memory would erase and I would have to like, (laughs) you know, really think hard about what was I just thinking about or what was I just talking about, which is hard to do when you're like in the middle of having a conversation. Then you're like, wait, what, what did I just say? Where was the story going? Et cetera. Hey folks, begging your pardon. Excuse me. Sorry to barge in. Now let's skip the tears and start on the whole, you know, being dead thing, you're doomed. Enjoy the singing. The sword of Damocles is swinging. And if I hear your cell phone ringing, I'll kill you myself. The whole being dead thing. Death can get a person stressed. We should have carpeted way more deals. Now we're never gonna see them. I can show you what comes next, so don't be freaked. Stay in your seats. I do this bullshit like eight times a week. Just relax, you'll be fine. Drink your $50 wine and take a breath. Welcome to a show about death. You're, you're gonna be fine on the other side. Die, you're all gonna die, you're all gonna die.
this is a show about death. No one makes it out alive Toss that body in the pit Gosh, it's awful, ain't it tragic? Blah, blah, Bible, Jesus, magic When you're dead, who gives a shit? No Pilates, no more yoga Namaste, you freaking posers From the cradle to cremation Death just needs a little conversation I have mastered the art Of tearing convention apart
to the netherworld. Netherworld? Did I say netherworld? Never mind. I'm the B to the double E, J, F, Q, and Jesus, I can't spell. Hi, he'll be your guide. He'll be your G-U-I-D-E to the other side. Let's all get naked. No. Yeah, worth a try. I'm the B to the double E, T, L, E to the J, U, I, C, E. I understand it's a lot to process But the good news is you and your spouse died in your own house That gives you clout, that means the two of you should stick around Lucky for you I dropped by, yeah you seem like nice guys Little on the pottery barn and dry white wine side That's for me, I've been scaring for millennia I'm the bio-exorcist, giving houses enemas Flush out all the breeders, you can breathe easy Jesus. Don't me, Jesus. And I do it for the love of it. Money, yeah, who gives a shit? I think we're a perfect fit. Come on, let's make out a bit. It's the perfect day to die. Cause this guy happened to be passing by. To give you control of your soul through the whole being dead. Spending the night with me, what do you want from my world? You're a good little girl. Don't you know I'm a villain? Every night I'm out killing, sending everyone running like children. I know why you're mad at me. I've got demon eyes, and they're looking right through your anatomy. Into your deepest fears. Baby, I'm not from here. I'm from the nidosphere. I mean, you're clear, transparent. You've got a thing for me, girl. It's apparent. Oh, oh, I got a hot potato, and I got two hot tomatoes. Well, they'll make a good sauce, maybe. So I you're not so bad, you know. Not so bad. I'm the son of a demon and the vampire king. It's not something I have to try at. You, on the other hand. I'm not trying to be bad. I'm hanging out with you because you're my friend. What? Like him? <sighs> no. Different. <clears throat> hey. Yeah. Oh, no. So, as that started setting in deeper, suddenly out of nowhere, I remembered, what do you get when you put it all together? Chicken! And I just start laughing to myself. And then, mm-hmm. and then, Tony and, and Lindsay and, and, and Kyle, like, are noticing me laughing and I'm and I'm like, wait, I need to tell you about something that happened earlier today. And I try to explain to them the whole thing I just explained to you about the the, the chicken thing. 
And as I'm trying to explain it, my memory keeps erasing and I keep having to like focus so hard on trying to tell this dumb story. And as I'm telling it, I'm thinking about, I am thinking to myself, this is so dumb. This thing is so not funny. It's such a you had to be there thing. It's not funny at all. And the fact that I'm making such an effort to explain to them why I'm laughing so hard at this thing that they don't know about is making me laugh even harder. It just becomes like a uh, like a feedback loop. And I just got to the point where I was like hanging off the side of the pool, like in can barely breathe hysterics, laughing at myself because and I keep saying to them, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. You're not going to think it's funny at all. <laughs> yeah. And as I keep trying to explain it, Tony keeps interrupting me with his own like comments and stuff and jokes and everything. And Kyle's like, Tony, shut up. He's never going to get to the point of what he's trying to say. If you keep interrupting him. <laughs> Yeah. So I, you know, I eventually got it out, but it was just like, I was so, you know, I, I've only, only a, like, this is one of maybe two to three times tops I've gotten high and it's been a positive experience. So, you know, yeah. so, so that was just like my, you know, it, it occurred to me, like, maybe I shouldn't get high when I'm about to be in a, in a swimming pool <laughs> for one thing. <laughs> And yeah. the, other, the other thing is we came back in and we were started playing like Jackbox games and, you know, it was, it was like putting it on, like, it was like, oh, Luke's too good at the Jackbox games. We have to like turn up the uh, difficulty level for Luke so that he can't think as well. So that his jokes aren't as good because <laughs> it takes him that much more effort and energy to not only think of the joke in time, but be able to type it into my phone. So... <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, still had a good time. Oh, and then also later that night we played uh uh we played uh the boob tree drawing game which uh Santana had never played before. By then Tony or by then um Kyle and Lindsay had left but but Tony was still there so he had played it before. Yeah. And I introduced this game to everybody and and, and that was fun. I would like to play that game again when Kyle and Lindsay are around though because it was it's always more fun with them. So. Yeah. Anyway, that was my dumb story of <laughs> of me cracking myself up over something stupid and then, you know, getting high. So, yeah. Um, on, on accident, kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, do you want to talk about... Well, okay. First of all, we should acknowledge. Um, so, in our big, long period of, you know, not doing the podcast, you know, various things in media came up that we never got a chance to talk about. So, we're going to do uh, Luke and Carrie review stuff you probably already saw by now, but we're reviewing it anyway, so <laughs> shut up. That's the name of the segment. Um, <laughs> now we need a theme song for, that has that name. <laughs> and it goes like this. What do you get when you put it all together? Chicken! That's how it goes. Um, nope. So, um, uh, would you like to talk about the show you wanted us to watch first? Yeah. Okay. So um, even though Peacemaker's been out for over a year, I still am kind of like the Peacemaker ambassador that is trying to get, you know, every brando that I would happen to meet to watch Peacemaker because Peacemaker is awesome. So... Uh, uh, for those of you who saw the soft reboot of Suicide Squad that James Gunn did like four years ago, I don't know. Um, uh, no, it was less than that. I think I think it came out in twenty twenty one. 
Mm. No, because I saw it in the theater. I Here, I'll look it, it up. I'll look it up. No, I no, I didn't see it in the theater. No, I think you're right. Yeah, 2021 film. Okay, um, August sixth, 2021. So we're coming so you, up on its two year birthday. So you probably didn't see it in the theater because you know it came out in fucking 2021, but uh, probably a lot of you saw it because it's a DC property and. Also, you probably heard that it was really good and that you should see it, and then you probably saw it. And Harley Quinn's in it, and uh, some great actors are in it, like Nathan Fillion, and um, I happen to like Pete Davidson. And, um, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers about their characters, but it's funny what what their characters go through. And... uh, uh, yeah, one of my favorite things I remember about the early press release kind of stuff was, you know, like one of the Comic-Con initial posters that came out was simply a giant, like, like you know, kind of gridded out, like was the names of like every person that's in this movie that was, you know, of a a decently known celebrity. And it just like, mm-hmm. oh, like whatever, whatever it was, like 24 names. And then at the bottom, the tagline was, don't get attached. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the suicide squad it's like oh snap <laughs> yeah and it's so good and you should all see it if you haven't seen it it's so worth your time um and yeah. but peacemaker's in there uh, and he's uh i mean he's an important character in the film but he's not very likable in the film um yeah because he's uh kind of a murderous uh jerk um i don't know uh, if, i don't know if the term crypto fascist is accurate but it's basically like like the 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 joke of the thing the, the line that sums up his character the best um is like you know i've made a vow to you know, to have peace at all costs, and I don't have, and I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to achieve it. <laughs> yep. So it's like, which he says in both the film and the series. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he really uh, seems to be sticking by that uh, uh, rigidly in the film. So he just kind of ends up unlikable in the film. But. Um, it's really weird because actually I was reading a bunch of articles about Peacemaker and apparently the moment that James Gunn uh, had the idea to do a Peacemaker series was all in like one moment of filming of John Cena uh, playing Peacemaker and just seeing kind of something deeper, you know, in his eyes, uh, you know, something where he was really getting into the character's backstory. And uh, supposedly, according to the article that I read, that was the moment that James Gunn wanted to flesh this character out and redeem him in in a series. So... Yeah, because it's like Peacemaker is supposedly, you know you know, a hero, you know, uh, yeah. and, and yet he, you know, seems to have so many, you know, like, like 
his, the way he is willing to go to extremes and also seemingly some of his just general attitudes towards other people, you know, and how he, his behavior just seems so repellent and much more like a villain than a hero. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, which is uh, exactly where it starts when he's um, in the start of the series uh, trying to talk to someone uh uh, and the someone at first doesn't doesn't know who Peacemaker even is, and then when he s- explains some more than that, then that character is like, "Oh yeah, you're that asshole racist guy that kills people." <laughs> He's like, "No, no, I'm a hero." Um, it's hard to talk about Peacemaker without giving away too much, but um, yeah. Well, let's just say for, for those who haven't seen the movie, um, I mean. Uh, obviously, his character is alive at the end of the movie, or else they wouldn't be doing a series about him. Um, but, Just barely. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, there's a so Amanda Waller is um, the head of Task Force X, aka the Suicide Squad, and Amanda Waller is a character in the DC universe that's basically like a, a super deep state kind of. Um, uh, uh, you know, shady government. She's like basically evil Nick Fury in a way, um, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, uh, so, so she's the person who got this idea for the overall idea of the suicide squad, which was, Hey, let's take all these uh, villains we have captured, uh, put uh, explosive bombs, you know, in the bases of their heads and make them do missions, you know, for us. Uh, and if they don't, you know, if they don't do it, then they get their heads blown off. And if they're successful, we'll take 10 years off of their prison sentences. But, you know, the general yeah. notion is that they're probably never getting out of prison, you know, and, or they're probably going to get, uh, their heads blown off if they try to escape or et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, so as things unfold in the movie, the suicide squad towards the end, uh, as the heroes are trying to do the thing that will, you know, save the day, so to speak, uh, some of his, uh, some of Amanda Waller's underlings, uh, basically, uh, go against what Amanda Waller wants to have happen. So then, uh, as uh, you know, once the, the the story of the movie has concluded, we find out that two of the underlings have now been tasked with dealing with uh, with peace <laughs> with peacemaker. <laughs> you know, just kind of like you know, uh, as as not punish- only dealing with him, but uh, having him work for them. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 it's like they basically have to babysit this guy and get him to go along with you know whatever new missions Amanda Waller has, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, uh, and the those agents are uh, Jennifer Holland, the actress, is playing uh, Amelia Harcourt, and uh, Steve Agee Which, is. Oh, sorry. The like the whole time I watched the series, the first time without captions, I thought her name was Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be appropriate. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if that's an intentional play on words, you know, um, or something like that. And then uh, comedian Steve Agee plays John Economos, who's basically your kind of, you know, typical guy in the chair person in a a superhero movie for the most part. Yeah, he's uh, he's basically an IT guy. Yeah. 
all around. But um, some, uh, you know, comedians or fans of comedy probably, you know, know him because he's a stand-up comedian. And specifically, uh, he was uh, on the show, the Sarah Silverman program, uh, along with uh, Brian Posehn, and they played her her gay neighbors who were just kind of these, you know... Uh, you know, mostly dull, you know, not super <laughs> exciting guys that were just her friends, you know. Um, well, they weren't, they weren't dull, but they were, they were, uh, they were low unusual, key. They were an unusual, you know, like whatever you would think of as a stereotypical gay, you know, two gay yeah. male couple. They were fat nerds. <laughs> yeah. And, and heavy metal fans as well. And weren't they stoners too? Yes, think, yeah. they were very much stoners. Another thing about Steve Agee, this is a quick story I, I heard about him, is he is in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as one of the Ravagers. And uh, uh, apparently the the specific Rav- Ravager that Steve Agee plays didn't have a name. He was just like listed in the script as like, you know, dumb Ravager or something like that. And then the, the actor that plays Taserface and some of the other guys, just on their own, completely separate from... Uh, from James Gunn knowing about it, just started just started referring to his character as Jeff. <laughs> so at one point during one of the scenes that they're filming, Taserface, you know, everyone's laughing. Taserface is like, "Shut up, Jeff!" <laughs> and then that made it into the final movie. So that character ended up being named Jeff. <laughs> oh my god! So that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that might be my favorite of the three Guardians. Also, of those two guys, Brian Posehn had a, a random bit role in Mandalorian. Yeah, and, and, and Brian Posehn has done a ton of voice work over the years. His voice yeah. is so distinctive. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah! <laughs> this is a little story about something that happened after a gig. I was walking home, it was late at night, I had my guitar slung over my shoulder. And I decided to cut down a side street, and it was quiet and dark. And a figure jumped out of the shadows, and there was the smell of sulfur. And the figure got in front of me, and he says, hey, Rob. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Don't you want to know how I know your name? I'm like, no, I'm not surprised, I have like 50 followers on Instagram. He says, no, I am the devil. And I'm gonna make you choose Sell me your soul for a pot of gold And I know you won't refuse My first question was, this pot of gold? He's like, yeah, it's a metaphor. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I'm taking the train home and there's no way I'm lugging a pot of gold down the subway stairs. He's like, yeah, I get that. No, in exchange for your soul, I will give you... Incredible guitar skills. Well, what do you think? Eh? What do you mean, eh? I mean, I already play guitar. And I'm not bad at it. So it's getting a little bit better at the guitar really worth my immortal soul. It's like, well, I can make you the best guitar player in the world. Well, who cares about that? Have you heard what's on the charts right now? It's all DJs and synthesizers. Who cares? Like, there's still some there's some genres that appreciate virtuosity. Oh, so you're going to make me the best jazz musician in the world. Thanks a lot. I'm already poor. He says, I am the devil, and I'm going to make you choose. Sell me your soul for a pot of gold, and I hope you don't refuse. It's like, look, man, I can make you famous. 
You could be playing arena tours. I could put a band together for you right now. And you could next month, you could be playing, opening an arena tour for Imagine Dragons. Oh, hard pass. Like, don't knock arena tours. They're the only way the elite acts make any money anymore. Plus, you'll have more women than you'll know what to do with. So you're just going to assume I date women? That's rude. I mean, I do, but don't assume that. Besides, women aren't really a prize to be won. You know, they're not a dowry or a trophy. Haven't you been paying attention to anything that's been happening on Earth the last few years? Of course I have. I've been causing most of it because I am the devil and I'm going to make you choose. Tell me you stole for a pot of gold and I hope you don't refuse. Look, I could give you whatever you want. I am the Prince of Darkness. Oh, hold up. You're just the Prince of Darkness? You're not even the head demon in charge? Oh, come on. So what if I make a deal with you and, you know, you take it to your supervisor, the king of darkness, or whoever it is. And he says, no way, man. I can't authorize this. Then I've offered up my soul and I haven't gotten anything in return. I need to speak to your manager. He says, come on, man. Quit wasting my time. I have a lot of leads I need to track down tonight. I'm trying to win an office pool over here. Well, then stop bothering guitar players. There aren't that many of us left anyways. Why don't you go down to Wall Street and hassle the uh, hedge fund managers? Like, I've already signed all of them because I am the devil. Look, I'm going to stop you there. It's getting really late, and I really want to get home, man. <laughs> Besides, aren't fiddle contests more your thing? It's like, oh, my God, you challenged one guy to a fiddle contest in the 1970s. It's all anybody talks about anymore. Like, dude, that must be hell. <laughs> True story. True story. <laughs> I took a few liberties. Maybe. heard I'm the devil I'm a real low down not on the level they call me old scratch Mr. S the big D I'm the king of the underworld yeah it's great to be me look around we've got brimstone and fire pain and suffering to your heart's desire I've got an army of demons waiting at my command And the fate of the wicked in the palm of my hand I'm a real naughty boy, I'm sure you'll agree I get my kicks playing tricks on the locals. They're easy marks, the real dumb yokels. But now, folks, listen closely. It's time I made a confession. Collecting people's souls is my greatest obsession.
that you've heard my story. You'll see my power in all its glory. One day I'll own every soul. Yeah, that's just what I'll do. I'll get everyone else's in. I'm coming for you. Yes, they call me Old Scratch. Mr. S, the big D. I'm the king of the underworld. And it's great to be me. <laughs> program or a gymnastics program. Look, I'm not saying all of those things, but some, and any is too many. And my point is it's not international devil cults or Hollywood billionaires underneath a pizza parlor. It's people. Sometimes people suck. Satanic panic. No evidence is ever found. Life is confusing, but when you're accusing, it feels like you're on moral high ground. Satanic panic. It'll leave your logic impaired When stories are ominous Something flips on in us And we can't stop running scared When stories are ominous Something flips on in us And we can't stop running scared 
Um, but just remember uh, to, to mention the other cast members from Peacemaker, because uh, basically Peacemaker has, you know, gotten out of the hospital. He's gotten out of, you know, he's, he's seen, he has seemingly gotten out of being in prison and he thinks he's free. But then all of a sudden, Amanda Waller's people show up, uh, the aforementioned uh, Economos and Harcourt. And then we find out that he has to be part of this little small enclave of people who aren't superheroes, uh, but are, you know, working for Amanda Waller to accomplish a specific mission. Uh, one is uh, uh, actress Daniel Brooks plays uh, Leota Adebayo, and they just, they, they mainly call each other by their last name, so Adebayo is her name. Adebayo, yeah. which I always think of, like, Adebayo, like, you know, like an old GeoCities, like, website for, you know, like, a Rocky cast or something, and somebody didn't put a put their bio in yet, so... Add a bio. <laughs> I remember her name. Um, there's uh, a, a Clemson Mern, who's like the leader of this little enclave, uh, mm-hmm. played by, uh, let's see, Chuck Woody Iwuji. Um, and then we, and then we find out that Peacemaker has a supposed best friend, uh, <laughs> named Adrian Chase, but he is also, uh, a costumed superhero who simply goes by the name of Vigilante. Um, I don't know if a superhero would be well, yeah, he's, he more, doesn't he's have, more of an anti-hero. Well, well, it's, it's he also has no powers. He's just a guy who yep. <laughs> wants to go out and you know kill criminals or whatever. And they make jokes about like you know killing bad people, but they've also make jokes about you know killing people who have like just done like graffiti or whatever. You know, I mean, other than being unusually strong because he's played by a wrestler, um, I mean, Peacemaker doesn't really have any powers either. Yeah, yeah, uh, except the powers that. Um, are put into his helmets by his racist dad. Yeah, and his racist dad is played by Robert Patrick. Played uh, brilliantly. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Robert Patrick is the the um, from Terminator 2, the kind of you know yes, liquid metal guy. Yeah. So, um, yep. but yeah, that character's name is Augie Smith, aka the White Dragon, and yep. and and white and White Dragon is most definitely meant to be. Um, you know, a reference to uh, <laughs> uh, at the like the Ku Klux Klan because he's super racist. Um, yep. So basically, he's, he is uh, a, a villain, no doubt yeah. about it. So, so it's so basically, it's like everyone sees Peacemaker as this you know total piece of crap person, but in Peacemaker's mind, he thinks he's a decent human being because at least he's not as horrible a piece of crap as his father because Peacemaker's you know. He, you know, he's not racist. And he, also, he's, <laughs> and he also thinks he's a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like you know, he's he's doing his best to be better than his father, but he wasn't raised with any of the like better correct like you know terminology of how to interact with people and not come off as a racist or sexist or yeah. homophobe or whatever the hell else. You know, so. But, um, um, like other than the characters and the plot line which we're describing which um you know hearing us describe it just doesn't do it justice because the really amazing things about peacemaker which is just only so far season 1 eight episodes that's it it's on max and um the really amazing thing about it is that it's written by James Gunn 
who is, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy guy. It's hilarious. So it's it's a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy if Guardians of the Galaxy had a lot of sex and profanity. And 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 the way that they work in the music is just absolutely phenomenal, just like Guardians of the Galaxy. So uh, like the comedy and plus the tragedy bits, the the everything about it is so well done and so fucking funny that you know i can't over recommend it it is my favorite show like i don't have a show that i recommend more strongly right now in my life well just real quick to round out i forgot there's one more person one more member of the Mm. team that's super important that would be peacemaker's pet eagle whose name is eagly eagly (laughs) and eagly is uh uh from what i understand entirely cg but it's a very well done cg of an american eagle it is really disturbingly well done (laughs) and i I, i'm so glad they went that route just because it's like you know, for how disturbing the show is, it's like, let's just, let's not have a real eagle, you know, try to be a stand-in at any given point because we don't want people thinking that at any point a real bald eagle was <laughs> was in any um, danger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and the voice... I mean, yeah, the, the, the CG was so perfect. It, you know, it's, it's maybe the first time that I've ever just been completely blown away by CG, you know? Yeah, that I can think of anyway, personally. So, yeah, and uh, the voice of Eagly is done by D. Bradley Baker, who is a legendary voice actor known for doing creature voices. Uh, but he, <laughs> one creature in particular that is, I'm assuming, a huge, gigantic residual cash cow for him is if you've ever seen the show Phineas and Ferb. There's Perry the platypus, and Perry makes this weird little noise. Um, that uh I'll edit it in right here. Okay, that noise. Uh it's basically they just keep reusing that same noise that he made <laughs> way back like when, once. 20 years ago, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he's still making residuals off of that noise. Um but another thing he's really well known for is on the Star Wars animated shows, uh The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and The Bad Batch. Uh Dee Bradley Baker is the voice of all the clones. <laughs> he is every wow. clone. <laughs> wow. In fact, I remember um because there's there's a little girl character on on that show named Omega who's one of the main characters and I remember somebody made a meme like like an advertisement for the Bad Batch it's like like showing all the characters it's like coming soon the Bad Batch starring D Bradley Baker 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 <laughs> it's like you know and the girl as Omega but but yeah so he's he's awesome so it's so great that they got uh, such a seasoned voice actor to take on the incredibly challenging role of making this ego seem like real and also because it's it's an it's an interesting balance how they're trying to make it seem like this is a real eagle you know that isn't doing like scooby-doo cartoony things right (laughs) you know occasionally like very occasionally the eagle will do something that seems genuine and intentional because you know it's it's a pet and it loves you know peacemaker but also it's just an eagle sometimes and it just flies off and does whatever you know so yeah Anyway, um, 
I, uh, a couple of days ago uh, uh, on the trip at a gas station, I and Alex Ann is constantly looking for new stuffed animals. And I saw a cute little eagle and I said, I'll buy you this eagle only if you name it Eagly. So that's <laughs> the deal. So like other things that need to be mentioned, you already mentioned the needle drops. Yeah. Basically guardians of the galaxy is like, you know, they is like all about kind of sixties or early seventies, you know, uh, you know, you know, r- you know, rock, jams and stuff like that so with this with with this particular show he's like all right i'm gonna this is gonna be my my glam hair metal show like that's gonna be all the needle drops and they specifically work in in the first episode uh uh um peacemaker grabbing a whole bunch of vinyl from you know this person's apartment and just seeing all the all the bands that i thought that some of those bands were like made up but apparently they were all real so that's that's really cool (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that's what someone I was showing Beastmaker uh, to thought that thought thought that some of that music and some of those bands were made up, and I'm like, nope. And I, also, they have also I should mention Peacemaker has the like, in my opinion, the coolest intro ever. Yeah, I was they, just gonna I was just gonna mention that. Yeah, it's actually a. Even though it sounds like an 80s glam band song, it's actually from like 2010. Uh, It's called Do You Want to Taste It by, insert band name here, Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but um, they're from like Iceland or some shit. And then the cast in character does a synchronized, silly synchronized dance to the to this song in the intro and it's amazing. So the choreographer of that dance is Carissa Barton and she basically was tasked by James Gunn to be like I we want to have this opening dance number but we need all of the steps to be things that regular people could potentially do. We're, we're not looking for, it's like we're not getting trained dancers in who know how to do all these dance movies. You have to make this dance something that we can have our all of our regular cast do without any measure of difficulty. Yeah. So we it needs I just to be, remembered the band name by the way, Wigwam. Ah, okay. So so she set upon the task of coming up with the dances for all this stuff. And the person who helped her to demonstrate whether or not these dances could be pulled off by a regular person was her husband. And her husband is Alan <laughs> Tudyk. <laughs> okay, so, I don't know so I hope somewhere there's footage of Alan Tudyk <laughs> doing all of these dance moves as they were figuring it out. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so yeah. Amazing. You know, um, uh, I also want to mention they do something I love where um, it's not like post credit scenes in the sense of like, oh, here's a scene that's coming up next. It's more like they put scenes after the credits that are like extensions of scenes you already saw earlier or, or, you know, or something like that. Uh, So when you get to the credits, always be sure to like, you know, uh, wait until the very end to see what thing at the end is a bonus bit of humor for you. And my favorite one uh, is there was a, something that happens in the story where Economos, um, Economos did something where he changed the name on the records of something in, at a police station to a different person's name. And that really upset Peacemaker. And so Peacemaker, you know, 
is like, why did you do that? And he's like, that was the only name I could think of at the time. And then Peacemaker starts rattling off names of all of these celebrities and fictional characters that he could have picked instead. And in the yeah. in the episode, you know, it lasts like maybe 20 seconds. That's fine. But in the post credit scene, he goes on for like a good minute, minute and a half, listing off all of these bizarre people yeah. that could have been in. And I'm going to actually put the audio of that in one of the song breaks here so people can hear that long yeah. list because that cracked me up. People have taken that list and then like they took they took they took the video of that whole list but then like over the video they imposed like images of all the characters as they're being mentioned <laughs> and god it's so hilarious. So um and yeah. uh, to go back to what you were you saying You have to watch the post credit scenes in every episode. Yeah. And to go back to what you were saying earlier um the uh um uh, like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise is all about this, you know, weird, you know, group of, you know, as as um, as Star-Lord called themselves in the first movie, they're, you know, a group of losers, you know, people who have lost things, you know, and they all come together and form this family. And, you know, uh, that's basically, you know, a very similar thing is happening with this show. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and also, um, well, yeah, just it's... It's just it's just amazing, you know, how how much, you know, he James Gunn has the ability to make you care about, you know, the talking raccoon with a big gun, you know, or you yeah. know, it's like that level of, you know, I'm going to I'm not just going to get you to like this. I'm going to get you to care so much about these characters. And it's just amazing and uh the Suicide Squad, I mean, I'm not going to look up the things right now, but I'm pretty sure it is it's it's one of the highest rated uh, of the of all of the properties that are the DC cinematic yeah. canon, you know, it's one of the highest rated things, and Peacemaker's right up there with it. So, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I the, think on on Rotten Tomatoes, I think Suicide Squad had 88 percent uh good, and like Suicide Squad had like 95 percent or something. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bob. No, Blob. I'm Blob, and I like to sell you some Blob. You know, blob is really blob, and it really makes you feel blob. And don't you just love blob? I I love blob. You should love blob. Blob, blob, blob. And blah 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 blah. Plan a getaway, we're inviting you to stay for six or seven nights at least. Lay your sleepy head on a comfy bed, we'll make sure you rest in peace. Shit, we did it again. King Boo, deja vu. Wait, I know what to do. Here, another twin who's braver than you. Didn't Beach used to have her own plane? Cause damn, I never seen a royal passenger van. But hey, you're in luck, I brought a portable hut. 
Luigi, for God's sake, stop scratching your butt. Ghost brawls are back. Great balls are back. And the ominous unlit balls are back. Long falls are back. Cracked walls are back. And the big shiny suckable balls are back. This is the third time you took the bait, Luigi. Thinking to myself I could be walking straight into hell 
Then I whipped out a candle A bag of coins just fell out Didn't think this could get much stranger Than the merman shout Welcome to this castle, Castlevania It's spectacular Home of Dracula Skelevision, Femur Presentation, Skelevision, Olname, Skelevision, Melotarsal Drama, Skelevision, Vertebrame Show, Skelevision, Howard Sternum, Skelevision, When Mortal TV has bored you stiff, don't fall apart, we can face it in a jiff, no need to whine, check out our spine, Skelevision, Skelevision, When mainstream TV ain't cutting it, what's the skeleton key to entertainment, no bones about it, I got to shout it, Skelevision, 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 Skelevision. And so I'm—I don't know what the timeline of all the events was, but I'm sure somewhere in there, uh, 
you know, it's it's like Disney screwed up. I mean, I absolutely love the Disney company, as we know, but every so often Disney screws up, and when they screw up, I don't like try to pretend that they don't. Like, the, mm-hmm. there's a another way Disney screwed up is um. There's a movie out on Netflix right now called Nimona, which was being made as a feature at Blue Sky Studios, who make all the who makes all the Ice Age movies, and it was based on a graphic novel by N.D. Stevenson, the person who was the creator and showrunner of Netflix and uh, DreamWorks's Shira and the Princesses of Power animated series, which is one of my favorite series of the past ten years. So when I found out they were making a movie based on one of her graphic novels, I was like, "Oh, holy crap! This is going to be amazing!" So then Disney bought twenty. Century Fox and basically dismantled Blue Sky Studios and killed the Nimona project, even though it was like 75% done, uh, because whatever, Disney didn't like the idea or the concept, or I guess maybe it went against their notion of what type of films their company must should be doing or whatever the hell. So then mm-hmm. Netflix, again, the people who you know made the She-Ra series were like, oh, say what? This thing needs to be finished? We'll step in and save it. So now Nimona is on Netflix, and everyone's loving it, and it's getting great reviews, and super positive it's like Disney you could have had this awesome thing but no you screwed up you, all you had to do was let them finish a movie that was already almost done you know so yeah so so the, mm-hmm. I, so bringing that up it's like Disney screwed up because a bunch of people found you know a, a bunch of online busybodies found that James Gunn at some point at the beginning of Twitter's existence made a bunch of inappropriate tweets about whatever way back when you know but when he, when James Gunn was still Im- too immature enough to realize like oh don't tweet crappy stuff like that change your attitude evolved which he did I think it was something about like you know sexy 17 year olds or something i don't know i don't yeah. remember so basically, like stuff that he and did... Like, wait, and like, I think there was a rape joke in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, stuff he did a long time ago that he had already apologized for, and then a bunch of people were like, meh, 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 cancel James Gunn, cancel James Gunn, and then Disney, you know, fired James Gunn from Guardians 3. Uh, and so then DC was like, hey, James Gunn, want to come over here and direct our, you know, next Suicide Squad movie? And James Gunn stepped in and said, okay, uh, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it this certain way, and did it his own way. Um, and then, you know, that was amazing. And then, you know, Disney eventually after the hype had worn down, you know, quietly rehired him back so that he could make the guardians, you know, Christmas or holiday special and, you know, do guardians volume three. But because James Gunn had spent all that time over at DC making a hit out of the suicide squad and then starting on peacemaker at some point, DC was like, Hey, uh, we seem to be having a trouble getting our cinematic universe to have a consistent level of quality and story and this and that and the other. Uh, how would you like to be, you know, the, the Kevin Feige of the DC cinematic universe? And James Gunn was like, sure. Yeah, I'll, you can, I'll do that. Uh, I'll just need to have, you know, control over things and then I'll get to decide, you know, what will or won't be done and what will or won't be canon, you know, going forward. And, you know, so, so yeah, so hopefully starting with, uh, I mean, I think the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker already count as the beginning of this, and I don't yep. know how much stuff from the past, you know, decade and a half he's going to say is or isn't part of that, but because of the whole Flashpoint thing in the new The Flash movie, it kind of gives them a green light to change whatever they want and be like, oh, well, that got changed in Flashpoint. Bleh. You know, so if a new <laughs> actor is playing whatever role or, you know, that's just going to be like, that's that. So... 
So yeah, so now it's so it's like yeah, Disney, you screwed up. You could have had James Gunn all to yourself if you had just not listened to a bunch of online busybodies, you know, giving him crap for stuff he already apologized for a long yeah, time uh, ago. As most people probably know um, James Gunn got rehired by Disney to finish Guardians of the Galaxy three because pretty much the entire cast said they wouldn't do it if it wasn't James Gunn. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, uh, uh, so yeah, just, um, I'm, I, I have, there's a lot of stuff in like, I love the first Wonder Woman movie. I love, of uh, birds and prey, yada, 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 Harley Quinn. Um, I, I hate that title. I, I mean, I know that, yeah. I know that it was Margot Robbie herself who wanted the title to begin with Birds of Prey so that they could, you know, shift the focus onto these new heroes and stuff. But I really think they should just call the movie Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. I mean, what mm-hmm. the heck? So, you know, um, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm not going to break down every little thing, but there's there's various things about the DC films that have come out over the past decade and a half that I've liked. And I'm hoping some of those will stay uh, in the new uh, you know, James Gunn version that's just going to be called the DCU. Um, so, uh, that, yeah. That's something else that Peacemaker gets right is that they can integrate, you know, the fucking Justice League into their show with ease, whereas, yeah, like, all of the Marvel shows, you know, it's like, where are the Avengers? I guess they're too busy to save the world this time, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, they, they there's just a cameo from the Justice League in Peacemaker, but like everything that's Justice League related in Peacemaker's awesome and hilarious. Yeah, and also, um, it's kind of like way back in the day, Kevin Smith was making all those jokes in the movie Mallrats about you know, you know, freaking out about like you know. What if Superman and Lois Lane had sex? You know, he would have to have a kryptonite condom and, you know, like all these kind of, you know, immature things about comics that uh, that Jason Lee's character was into. And then he gets to meet Stanley and, you know, deal with all of that. So it's kind of like taking that level of of, you know, you know, immaturity type of questions that people have been asking for years. And like, well, let's just have peacemakers say these things. Let's just, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh yep. yeah. Aquaman's fucks fish, you know, whatever. That's, that's just something everybody knows, you know? Um, oh, and then the other thing is, uh, it's it almost seems like he's thumbing his nose at like all of the, like all of like the Snyder maniacs and stuff like that, who are like, you know, like they take everything so seriously. And then he's having, you know, dropping character names in there like Batmite and Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. like saying like, oh yeah, all of these characters are here too. You just haven't seen them yet. You know, it's like, yeah. y- y'all going to take this so seriously. Well, meet the weasel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, so the overall point is, uh, yeah, Peacemaker's awesome. And, my, my favorite, my favorite uh, scene in Peacemaker is when Vigilante um, breaks into the jail to confront the uh, white supremacists. <laughs> it's, it's, that it's, that it's is glorious. an excellent scene. It's so glorious, <laughs> but can't over recommend it. I just can't. Yeah, I Vigilante. Can't Vigilante is basically like, what if Sheldon Cooper wanted to murder people all the time? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um 
So uh, to 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 finish off uh, this episode, um, why don't uh, we we talk about the show I asked you to watch, uh, which is a show called Comey Can't Communicate. Um, yes. And to uh, we need to make it shorter than what we just yes, did because yes. it's nine o'clock and I want to let Alex Ann come home soon. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so uh, Comey Can't Communicate is uh, an anime based on a manga made by Netflix uh, uh, Animation, and um, uh, long story short is is it's a slice of life show that is you know f- you know PG occasionally a little bit of a PG thirteen thing sneaks its way in, but it's pretty PG. Uh, about high school students, and one of them is a guy named Tadano, who is very average in every way. It's like they they make a point to point out the thorough averageness of him. The, you know that mm-hmm. he's just kind of a uh, a, a nobody. Uh, <laughs> um, and then as he starts school, he meets uh, a girl named Comey, and he tries to talk to her, but she like start she acts really cold and seems really scary and then kind of you know runs away whenever you know he he tries to you know even give her a greeting and he like starts freaking out like oh god i'm such a loser i i couldn't even talk to this person blah 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 and then when they get to class uh he discovers and uh it's like he seems to be the only one able to perceive what's really going on which is everybody sees Comey and thinks she's this amazing beautiful goddess you know a young woman and like oh my god you know we should all worship her we should all do whatever but the the, the coldness and the coolness of her basically is she has super huge amounts of social anxiety and just basically Mm -hmm. can't bring herself to speak at all, you know, in Mm -hmm. class, like she can go up to the front on the chalkboard and write down her name and go back and sit down, but she literally can't get bring herself to speak to anybody. And by the end of the first episode, uh, uh, Tadano, uh, talks to Comey enough in order to like, basically, uh, through 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 writing on the chalkboard he's able to you know get her to open up and talk about how she has social anxiety and she wants to make friends but she doesn't know how to talk to people and he offers to basically be her friend and help her uh, also make friends and she sets a goal of herself that I she wants to make 100 friends you know during her time at school and that's kind of how the show starts and so each episode yeah. uh, for the most part is about adding another person who becomes Comey's friend into the mix um and the first one they do, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go through all the episodes, but the first person that gets added to the mix is Najimi, who is a young uh, teenage person who, um, depending on whether or not you watched the subtitled version or the dubbed into English version, uh, basically uh, uh, Najimi is non-binary. Uh, it's implied that uh, Najimi was a boy back when Tadano knew Najimi in the past, but now Najimi is presenting as female and easy and either goes by female pronouns pronouns or they them pronouns but mm-hmm. the the overall premise behind the character of Jimmy is that she is everybody's uh, friend from childhood like you know their childhood best friend from like so she knows everybody at the school uh, and is super easy and at communicating and is very energetic and comes up with a lot of ideas and plans and schemes and uh, uh, you know occasionally it, it's you know a little bit self-serving like you know go you know like like Comey I want you to go to the to the uh, the coffee shop and get me this really detailed coffee order you know and 
you know, it's like it is to help Comey open up, but it's also because she wanted somebody to get her coffee for free, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she and and the Jimmy is just such a wonderful, boisterous character, and frankly reminds me of Alexander a lot. So, <laughs> so um, anyway. So that's that's the beginning of the overall premise, and I had been – they've done two seasons of it. I think altogether it's like 24 episodes, and I really love this show. I think it's thoroughly heartwarming. It's thoroughly hilarious. There's a lot of wacky, cartoony stuff that happens in here, and um, it's just wholesome. It's, it's, it's wholesome core, you know, so mm-hmm. – so I, and I had been wanting Carrie to see it just because I was curious to get – her take on it, and if it was a show she would want to continue watching beyond the first, you know, six or seven episodes. It, so. Yeah. What was the specific reason to have me watch the first seven episodes? The, the seventh episode is when they go to a water park, and some really funny stuff happens in that episode. Um, okay. <laughs> originally, I was going to. Originally, I said six because that was how many episodes of Wellington Paranormal I watched, and then I looked at the episode list, and I saw episode seven was the the water park episode, and I'm like, oh, she's got to see that one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, so what, what do you think? Is this, uh, did you like it? Did you hate it? Did it bore you? What's, what's your take on it? I mean, it's, it's a little uncomfortable for me because, um, I mean, they really make a big deal about how attractive Comey is, which for one thing is kind of weird because they draw, I mean, all of the other female characters in the show are equally attractive almost as much as Comey, but you have to suspend your disbelief and just believe that Comey is like the most beautiful girl in the planet or something because they say so. But, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, very, uh, you know, uh, not feeling it as far as uh, my own self-esteem and my own body image issues and stuff like um, so just listening to them all fall over themselves about how beautiful each other are and how beautiful Comey is is kind of makes me uncomfortable but and um <laughs> hold up what is that oh is that a key in my pocket, or am I just happy to see the hot chicks that are here for me, and only me? Cause I am the cause, the cause meaning cousin, meaning stemming back to bro, cause bro, I'm the dude, and the dude gets all the The chickens, the chickadees, running at the bout. And you'll be lucky to get my seconds. Leftover hot chicks. (laughs) 
Before I check the mic, I give it an extra swipe with a Lysol disinfected wipe. Coronavirus in effect tonight. Antiseptics on deck, I got every type. I throw on my tux, then I give zero fucks, then I act like a jock strap. Cut my nuts, then I check my ball hair. Make sure it's all there. They call the paw bear. This music to be murdered by again. Why stop? Overkill like a pipe bomb in your pine box. You're all hits to my cock. Went from punching a time clock to getting my shot and treated it like a cyclops. Like it's the only one I got. And my thoughts are like nines cock. Every line's obscene, perverted, it's mine. Got the dirtiest rhyme stock. That's why there's parental advising. Every time I drop my stop throwing the theme to Alfred, I'll channel him like the Panama Canal. But how could I get up in arms about you saying trash is all that I put out? Bitch, I still get the bag when I'm putting garbage out. Plus the potty mouth, I'm not about to wash it out. The filthiest, so all this talk about I'm washed up how preposterous because of cleanliness is next to godliness. It's obvious that it's impossible for me to be beside myself. And I'm about that capital, like a proper noun. Still on top the pile, got me sitting on numbers, like a pocket dial. Quick to call you out on your bullshit. Don't make me give that crocodile. Cause if I do it, see you later, alligator made it out the trailer. Then I made a vow to cater to no one. So hate, I've gained about the same amount that's in my bank account. So here's some more shit for you to complain about. I say the bars that never slack, but always get attacked. I think they're gunning for me, it's starting to feel like that. Like a mark, cause when I rap, it's like falling on my back in a tar pit. Cause I have this target on my back. But if I ever double-crossed my fans and lost my stands, I'd probably pop five Zans. Yeah. Go in my garage, start my band, inhale as much carbon monoxide and exhaust I can and doze off like. <clears throat> but odds like that, with these thoughts I have, it's like a giant getting squashed by ants. If this is the test, the time I pass with flying colors, like I just tossed my crayons. Small, medium, and large-sized cans, sanitizers of all types, brands cost nine bands, which is a small price for Lysol wipes. And if my palms brush across my pants, I wash my hands. Shit. Hold on, man. Motherfucker. Happy birthday to the fuck. I sit in silence in candlelit environments, sipping wild Irish while getting violent. Homicidal visions when I'm spitting like this, but really I'm just fulfilling my wish of killing rhymes, which is really childish and silly, but I'm really like this. I'm giving nightmares to Billy Eilish. I'm Diddy Side Bitch. What the fuck? Hold on, wait. I'm Diddy Side Bitch. Oh. I'm still east side, bitch. So tell the E&D, since he PMD, been giving y'all the business, yeah. DRE and me, yeah. from the MMLP to MTB and B, bitch, it's 2020, you still ain't seeing me, so call me Santa Claus, cause at the present, yeah. I out wrap them off, I'm at the mall, got your bitch in a bathroom star, she can suck a basketball, through a plastic straw, with a fractured jaw, my dick is coat check, she wanna jack it off, I'm so far past the bar, I should practice law. Mentally, I'm fucked up, generally uh, Duke's a hazard car, yeah. get the cadaver dogs Cause this is murder, murder, and you get murk, murk This music about to kill you This chicken hit my phone, she said chirp, chirp. I said hut, hut, hike your skirt, skirt Then go eat some worms, like the early bird What the fuck is love? That's a dirty word Make me fall in it, it's not a girl on earth Or any other planet, that's a world of hurt And I won't buy a designer Cause I don't pander But I'm back with so many knots I need a chiropractor And it's the final chapter Cause I'm either frying after Or they gon' give me the needle Like a vinyl scratcher Yeah, I'm a card Like Hallmark At Walmart With a small cart Buying wall art And y'all who claim to be dogs aren't No bite Like a tree Mostly just all bark Bark, bark But y'all picking the wrong tree They call me Dog B Cause I'm barking Bark, bark, bark And I got a lot Yeah, like where cars park
I describe it as bowling. Why? Ball hard. Balls hard. Cause the gutter's where my mind is in wing. It's in this frame, but a split like the five and the ten. Cause without a second to spare, I'm striking again. And when the beat is up my alley, I go right for the pin as the cypher begins. I'm talking smack like heroin. The mic's a syringe. It's like a binge, like a din. I would liken the tin. My mind is a recycling bin. There's no place I never been, but I never budget. I never been. You hyperextend on me. This game's life, it depends. Like adult diapers for men. Even when I'm rapping less stellar, it's sour grapes. I still whine. I'm the bestseller, like a trade through spray. You as these shots penetrate through Dre's booth and go straight through your grapefruit. No escape route, so you won't leave here just scathed with a few scrape wounds. Your ass is grass, and I am not gonna graze you. But if bars would send me max, I'd be the Mad Hatter. Cause I got so many caps, and you don't have any straps, so you'd be a fitted. So don't act like you fit in the snap. Bitch, I'll pee on your head. Like a Phillies hat, no stopping me. You're on a window shopping spree, bitch. You'd probably go broke at the Dollar Tree. You never buy shit, or you ever cops a plea. You're always punking out like Halloween. You'd rather opt to flee. You need to stop it, punk homie. You're not a G. Act like you got the pump, and you're gonna cop the heat or get the Glock and dump. Bitch, if you shot a tree, you wouldn't pop the trunk. Yeah, and I'm buddies with Alfred. We about to disembowel them, gut them, and scalp them. Yeah, this is about to be the bloodiest outcome. Cause we gon' make you bleed with every cut from this album. So I'm chopping them up like Dom with the nut. Job with the nuts that are bigger than Job of the Hut. I'm in the cut and I'm out for the blood. It's looking like it's that time of the month. Carving them up with the bars while I sharpen them up. Dogging them up. I'm gonna fuck your mom in the butt with the thermometer. Fucking phenomenal. But y'all look, you cut the fuck up like abdominals. If you don't vomit, no, I keep dropping like dominoes. The formidable, the abominable. Stomp in the mud, holding my comp. Even if it's off the top of the dome, sound them. Get the copper tone. I'm at the stop and go. Copping the mop and glow. Got your stomach and knots like you swallowed rope. You out of pocket though, like a motherfucking wallet stone. Wait, why'd the beat cut off? Fuck it.
We stroll, close your eyes, open wide. My mommy always finds her light. Pugsley is good with dynamite. Thing is a handful in a fight. Want some more cyanide? So you're a sweet kid, just can't take the heat, kid. Bop into the beat, kid. Truth is you're dead meat, kid. Am I the bad guy? Huh. The true evils of the world are colonialist hegemony and pink glitter, so... Depends on what you mean by bad, bad. <laughs> book I see you're pretty shook by how far I'll go everyone's scared of me I mean I don't see what they see but maybe it's cause I'm holding this crossbow I'm the bad guy fine But there's a lot of interesting things like, you know, uh, as an autistic, uh, you know, as many of you may know, some autistics can't or don't speak. Um, and I don't understand that side as much because I obviously can speak. But, you know, as I understand it, you know, social anxiety probably plays a role it's just not the only thing that keeps an autistic from speaking but you know and i think it's interesting how in every single episode they make sure to mention you know social anxiety and yeah a, a certain word for it a certain pathologic Bird or whatever I well, remember. Did, did you did you watch the version with English voice actors? Yes. Okay. So yeah, in, in that version they call it social phobia, which I'm yeah. not even sure if that's a real word, but you know whatever it's it's close enough to what they're trying to say. But uh, it's something like sociophobia or something. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, um, they're they're basically saying that just because somebody has social phobia doesn't mean that they don't want to have you know friendships or lasting relationships it's you know they're just you know kind of trapped in their own head and you know sometimes they yeah. you know need help or encouragement or whatever so yeah um yeah so yeah i find that part interesting and you know i did study uh uh lightly a couple months in 2021 i studied some japanese on duolingo so it's kind of fun to see them write the characters and that's cool. I didn't act, I didn't actually know that, um, you know, because I'm still such a noob about Japanese, I didn't actually know that they write the characters from top to bottom instead of left to right. Um, yeah. but see them doing a lot of that on the chalkboard. 
So that's interesting to me too. I'm, you know, I'm I'm eventually gonna go back and study Japanese, but right now I'm trying to, you know, make sure I don't lose my focus on Spanish because every time I put in another language, like Japanese was in 2021, and like last year it was a couple months of German, but like every time I try to switch to another language, I just don't get enough time in on Spanish. So. But I'll eventually, you know, get through the whole program and it'll be time to learn something else. So it might be German and then Japanese. Um, but basically, so, I mean, it's a really funny show. It's really, you know, it's different. You know, it's really modern. You know, I have watched very little anime in my life, but it's very you know it, it appeals very much to modern sensibilities and um you know like there's a reference to dad jokes yeah uh, yeah i found that part interesting because it's like i'm sure it's like i'm sure these jokes are like it, it just makes me i wonder about this about pixar movies too because if you look at a, the background of a pixar movie like it's suddenly you know like in cars too like oh they're in japan and then there's like all these japanese words behind it it's like did did they did somebody bother to make like the, the jokes are there japanese jokes in in the background of pixar movies that we don't see because we don't speak that language like you know like wor japanese wordplay that you literally have to be fluent in the language to understand the joke of the wordplay you know so like in, the, yeah. in that whole scene where where she was trying to tell a joke <laughs> and um <laughs> and and you know it just makes me wonder it's like oh they had to actually figure out a way to translate these jokes from the you know the japanese manga into the thing and have it you know have these jokes make sense enough in english to see like oh i see the joke you're trying to make or whatever um yeah but uh, uh, I just wanted to <laughs> like, oh, going back to your comment about how, oh, like freaking out about Komi being so beautiful. It's like one thing I think that is interesting because you said like, oh, well, all of these, you know, anime looking girls are, are you know, like equally, you know, beautiful looking in that anime style. But the thing that I think is interesting <laughs> is the majority of the time Komi's out and about in public whenever she is clicked into her like I'm anxious mode the, the design of her face basically shifts from like like from from her from her her bangs down her hairline down her face just basically becomes like two giant <laughs> two giant black circles for like around with white around them for eyes and then the rest mm -hmm. of her facial features are just gone so it's just these two giant eyes showing like how nervous and freaked out she is so everyone's talking about how beautiful and amazing she is while she basically has no face <laughs> yeah so, um but it's but it's just it's it's like wonderful and and uh, you know just adorable how well they you know display the um uh, uh you know the, the nervousness of everything and that's another thing i like about the humor of the show is because every because every so often you'll see things as they are perceived by other characters outside of comey so like if comey like comes up behind someone and like oh she puts her hand on someone's shoulder to say hey you dropped this thing and they'll turn around and look at her and suddenly it'll be like horror movie aesthetics with like like <laughs> As her face yeah. comes around, it's like, oh, what's the matter? What did I do wrong? And like, it turns into like a huge melodrama anime moment. Like, like it thoroughly plays with all of the tropes of anime, and I love it. And that's to me, like, that's more about 
Comey being like, oh, she's so beautiful. Like, that's more about playing with that stereotype trope from anime. It's like, here's the most beautiful woman, you know, supposedly in, you know, this province of Japan. And then her best friend is literally the most average guy in Japan. That's like every anime in the world is basically <laughs> that premise, or at least this particular category of them is. So they're just like going all out, taking every anime trope to extremes. And yeah. and I won't get too far into it, but in season two, they introduce a new character who was like absent for part of the school year because he was sick. But then while he was sick, he started working out and he gains all this bulk and muscle. So now he's showed up at school again and no one recognizes him. And he's like big, super muscular guy with like a cool haircut. And he has like a like a bandaid over his nose and stuff. So everyone sees him and freaks out like, Oh, it's this big horrifying, you know, scary bully guy. He's going to, he's going to be the antagonist. He's the villain. He's the blah, blah, blah. But inside he is just as socially freaked out, if not more so than Comey is. So, oh. so like everyone's imperceptions and imperceptions of him are all of the tropes of this is the evil antagonist of the anime. You know, this bully person who's going to threaten everyone and beat them up or kill them or whatever. And inside he's like, I hope they'll be my friend. I hope Tadano will sit next to me. Wow. You know, and then yeah. he, and when he views Comey, he's like learning lessons from her, how to be a better communicator and actually refers to her as the master of communication. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, yeah. So there's just a ton of fun stuff in this show. And oh, and, um, uh, uh, I want to mention two more gags and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, in episode one, when they asked Comey to get up and this was, this was the, this was the gag that sold me on the show. In the episode one, when they first asked Comey to get up, like to say her name in front of the class, she gets up and she's being silent and they cut to a wide shot of the room. And on the far left of the room, there's a guy, one of the classmates is holding up a boom microphone, like from a TV set or a movie set, like just oh holding it up up above her head like to make sure we're getting a good clear thing of whatever she's about to say and I'm like alright that's it I'm in boom mic guy <laughs> I, I am watching all of this show I love it so that was yeah, one thing a lot of, there's a lot of really funny details like that <laughs> I, I uh, a lot of it I watched on my phone so I, uh, because I had to relinquish my TV to the child as usual but um I did watch the sixth and seventh episode on my giant TV, and it was nice to see some of these details nice and enlarged. And, like, um, I think in the seventh episode, Comey's ha at a restaurant having shaved ice with her dad, mm -hmm. and they're both getting brain freeze, and, you know, neither one of them speaks. So the whole thing of them getting brain freeze... Uh, is entirely represented just you know in the animation and not in words and it's just really uh like cool and cute how they get that across <laughs> another thing like from the original manga there were there would be a lot of kind of text balloons that would like explain things you know that are going on to be like you know Tadano is thinking this or Komi is you know doing that or whatever just because it you know, it, it helped tell the story. So in mm -hmm. the, in this anime version, uh, what they've done is the woman who does the voiceover at the beginning, talking about social phobia, they just have her voice basically read the equivalent of those things. <laughs> yeah. And so they she's, have, she's kind of the narrator, but there's a lot of times she's not narrating. She's, things, she's micro narrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so anyway, um, I wanted to, uh, uh, oh wait, the second thing. And then, and then I'll read the, the, the comments we got from our last episode. Um, okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah. So in the, in the swimming episode, they all go to get on a water slide. So they're up at the top. And of course, you know, a whole big group of, you know, the high school kids all want to, it's like a two person inner tube thing going down the water slide and all, everybody wants to have Comey be their partner on the water slide. And there's these three guys. Uh, I, I forget all of their names, uh, but they're kind of these just three relatively normal dudes who are always kind of hanging out in the background and occasionally they do stuff with them. And one of them is always wearing uh, a mask over his face, like a, like, like everyone's seen the past three years with all of the COVID and stuff, but the mask is uh, colored black and he always has stuff on him that makes him look slightly like a ninja. And mm-hmm. I, I believe his name is Shinonobi, uh, which I believe is a play on the word ninja or something. So I love this one moment where they're about to do. <laughs> it's like, like there's, there's, it's like, it's like four characters in a row. Like, well, you know, a girl steps up and it's like, Comey, be a partner with me. And then some other boy comes in. No, Comey, be a partner with me. And then Yamai comes in. No, be a partner with me. And then right as she's saying her thing, Shinonobi comes in on the left, and he suddenly has turned into, like, a slow motion with, like, a kung fu, like, anime aura around him. And he's a and he, he's slow motion about to elbow Yamai in the face. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it goes by so quickly. And every time I see that, it just cracks me up. It's like, this dude was about to elbow clock Yamai in the head. <laughs> Just to try yeah. to get a chance to go down the water slide with Comey. And they even brought back that exact same animated bit for an episode, like towards the end of season one. And I'm like, man, what a great callback. So I don't know. I just, just love those weird little moments like that. Um, yeah. and there's, so, you know, uh, if, if you're not into it enough to want to keep watching it, I mean, that's totally cool. I appreciate you giving it a shot for the sake of me getting to talk about it on this show because, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, it's, it's a show that, it, you know, much like She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, it's like I want more of my friends watching this show so that I can, you know, have more friends to talk about this show with. Um, and I'm kind of guessing at this point that they probably aren't going to make any more seasons, but the two seasons that are up, uh, each episode's about 24 minutes long, and it's, it's thoroughly wholesome core and adorable, and yeah. So there you go. Anyway. <laughs> On a flying thing Get high Get blind game Make a tune, chick a boon In the world beyond Got a beat, got a heat On a phony string Tear your world apart Once the magic starts Gotta live this mess behind Gotta cruise 
Drake? What? Brad Pitt or Payne Stewart or Doug the Pug, Khloe Kardashian, the Red Tiger from Voltron, Tinky Winky, Mariska Hargitay, Mario, Super Mario, fucking Luigi, Yoshi, the Princess, Bert, Ernie, Grover, Snuffleupagus, Burger King, Grimace, Ronald McDonald, the two old guys from the balcony and the Muppets, Fran Tarkenton, Joe Montana, Joe Montana, Eddie fuck? Murphy, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, BTS, Eugene Levy, fuck you, John Lovitz, shut the fuck up and listen, man, I'm giving you a list of people you could have done, Danny DeVito, Andy Kaufman, Jim Morrison, any one of the fucking Beatles, Pete Best, George Carlin, Dead, Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, Ice-T, Ice Cube, Vanilla Ice, Elvis fucking Presley, Priscilla Presley, Seth Meyers, what about Seth Meyers, or for that matter, Jay Leno, Conan's not really doing much right now, Will Farrell, Howard Stern, Baba Booey, Robin Ophelia, Quivers, fucking Telly Zabalas, Freddie Stroma, James Gunn, what the fuck, dude? Those last two aren't even things. Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne, Sharon Osbourne, Bill Cosby, he just got out, he's got time on his hands, Amy Winehouse, dude, Amy Winehouse is fucking dead. Optimus Prime, Shipwreck, Cobra Commander, the fucking cunts from Riverdale. Alright, most of those, you're right, could probably go to prison, but I would never put our Ariana Grande in there. She looks too innocent. Possibly true. Possibly.
Let me get a treat. You want to hang out with me? No offense, but it's kind of thing sounds iffy. Other kids see me sitting and they think I'm pretty. Then I try to say a syllable and they bounce quickly. It's like a little pet that lives in my brain. Affecting my adrenaline with every different reclaim. Beneath the light, telling brightly on the lip of the stage. Whispermen are probably safer when I stick to the shade. Cause if they want small talk, I can say very little. Barely visible flower on the wall, scared of thistles. It's a bear and double riddle trying to figure out how to make a sound friendship when you're without a loud mouth. And I covet the goal to make a molehill of it. I've been carrying my troubles like an old steel bucket. 100 pounds if I make a molehill of it. Could've talked to him even if they're all real Muppets. Romy can't communicate, absorbed into her human state. I know she isn't doing great, there must be some way to illuminate. That homie can't communicate, no homie's just one loser mate. These school kids can't adjudicate between her coolness and this huge mistake. The homie can't communicate, absorbed into her human state. I know she isn't doing great, there must be some way to illuminate. That homie can't communicate, no homie's just one loser Anticlimactic, but I'm having to wrap my mind around a crime and he's just having a bad time. Asking anyone to proffer affable hands, I might just settle off if I could happen to land mine. Get LinkedIn and start a chain reaction. Make a change and find a way to face a day with passion. Give my classmate agency to face a faction favorably without the need to take evasive action. Sex anxiety is social tax. Please a limit on the skills I was supposed to master. Makes sense that I would rather pin a note to pastor than a post to ask and then a vote disaster. Call me. Are you aware that all the people out there believe a tale of you than anyone has seen? We are equally scared and we just need to find a haven between Homie can't communicate Absorbed into her human state I know she isn't doing great There must be some way to illuminate That homie can't communicate No homie's just one loser mate These school kids can't adjudicate Between her coolness and this huge mistake That homie can't communicate Absorbed into her human state I know she isn't doing great There must be some way to illuminate That homie can't communicate No homie Pokey's with me, by the way. Oh, cool. Aren't you Pokey? Are you with me? Are you here? Are you here? Oh my god, who's a cute dog? Oh my god, who's a good dog? Oh my god. So last night, I uh, got Mr. Starlord out, and I was holding his neck, so he's... Um, that's funny, because um, this morning, Alexanne told me that last night she had a dream that she was... Uh, being covered and surrounded by like dozens of Star Lords, and at she didn't say Star Lords the snakes, so that's not where my brain went first. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't a bad dream, she said, because they were all cuddly and cute, like Star Lord. <laughs> well, that's cool. I just uh, messaged you a picture of of Star Lord around my wrist. Very much doing the whole thing like Magiswords, uh, Witchy Simone said, snake accessories. So <laughs> that's what he looks like. So anyway, so yeah, October 25th, 2023, 20 years of us knowing each other. So, oh boy. <laughs> so 
Now, 10 years ago, we put out a bad report episode um, that was our, you know, 10 year commemorative thing. And we, it, we made it a whole big shebang where we recapped like our entire relationship for everyone who hadn't known like everything that happened between us mm-hmm. over the first 10 years. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking of, or, or I was, I had mentioned this to Carrie at one point I was planning on, um, trying to put together like a bullet point list of things we could talk about from the past 10 years. And then the more I thought about it, the more I realized like we, as far as like, let's recap the past 10 years, Carrie continued to raise a kid. Uh, <laughs> Luke moved to California and now attempts to make cartoons. That's the recap. That's everything that's happened. Basically. Um, so I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And 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 it, at one point I thought to myself, oh, well, I can talk about how Carrie put out the uh, worst tribute ever. And then I realized, oh, wait, that was, you know, earlier in 2013. So that technically counts for the first 10 years of, yep. <laughs> of everything. So, um, so yeah. So, I, I mean, what, what highlights stand out uh, uh, for you of things we've done? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You told me you had a list. Well, um, I was, yeah, I was going to, but you know, again, other things got in the way. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as this podcast goes, uh, uh, look back on March twelfth of twenty fourteen, uh, we put episode one hundred up of <laughs> a bad rapport. So yeah. um, you can look for that. Uh, it's called episode one hundred. We do a bad rapport live sometime in the last ten years. Um, like. The, the vast majority of bad rapport has been in the last 10 years. Yeah, well, it's like, okay. Um, well, let's look at it this way. Okay, so episode 100, live at MarsCon 2014, was, yeah, March of 2014. Let me see if I can get back to what number we were at. Um, I think it was 93. I could be wrong about that. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. Wait, September 30th. Okay, September 16th. All right, I have to go back a page. Um, Time-wise, the vast majority of bad rapport was... Oh, okay. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, yeah, basically, the the first 10 years has a a larger number of episodes. Because, yeah, it was episode 93, Luke and Carrie, 10-year special. Um, And, uh, yeah, so the first 10 years... (laughs) The first 10 years has a higher number of created episodes but the last 10 years you know is the longest span of time so <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah that one was, um, it's we recorded it on the 10 year anniversary october 25th but we posted it on november 4th of 2013 um mm-hmm. so uh and the, and the image of it is a picture of you and i singing karaoke together uh uh, one of the first times we got to hang out. Like it's the earliest picture of us together. I could find that looked halfway decent. Cause there were some other pictures that just wouldn't make a good like promo image or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, uh, one thing, uh, I mean, we don't have to go into, I mean, obviously we're not doing a whole big shebang, so we don't have to worry about making this lengthy or whatever. Okay. But, um, but I mean, one thing that I thought was cool was uh, that you had the idea because uh, f- you know 
We used to perform together all the time, like you would come and be a part of my live shows. And of course, back then I had a lot of props and costumes and stuff. And over, you know, the more recent years, like starting in about 2012, 2013, I was kind of phasing that out in favor of um, doing the stuff with the videos Mm -hmm. at my live shows, because that just became a much easier way to, you know, have another added element to the show. But uh, once the whole Magiswords thing got rolling, you had the idea for us to do a... Uh, a a, a, a Sword song parody and that you and I would dress up as Vamber and Prohias and then surprise Kyle yeah. and Lindsay at MarsCon by debuting that song there. So, Did I have the idea to do the parody? I know I had the idea to do the cosplay. Well, I'll, I, I'll just trust your judgment. <laughs> well, basically, I think... I, w- I mean, knowing me, I was, I'm was i pretty sure I was, you know, talking about, like, I got to figure out how to do, like, a Magisword song parody, and then I was probably pitching ideas to you, and then you're the one that was really pushing for the cosplay aspect of it, of, of like, you know, oh, we should totally do this, we should totally do this, and then that's when I started looking into, you well, know, the... Because it was still early enough that we would be the first ones yeah. to cosplay Bamber and Perhias, and I believe we were... We may not have been like the very, very first ones, but we were certainly, you know, very early on. Also, at the time we did that song, the only content that had been released were the the micro shorts and the 10 uh, three-minute shorts of Magisword. So even though I had been working on... Um, the you know the 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 twenty minute or the twenty five minute shorts and you know uh, eventually the TV series that was to come the song I made could only be based on what had already been released so I'd always kind of wanted to do a second Magisword song just so that I could do one that you know encompassed all the rest of the show and the new characters that came out since then like yeah. uh, like for example which way hadn't even you know, officially been seen ever, uh, you know, <laughs> on, yeah. on public Magiswords at the time we put that song out. So, um, so yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but, but yeah, we did, there's a whole video of the first live performance of it where we get to see Kyle and Lindsay's reaction up on my YouTube page. So go search for the song. I'm Vamber warrior, uh, at, at Luke ski, uh, on YouTube. So yeah. So that was a cu- a cool thing. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, um, I mean, you did. You had your uh, uh, your first ever uh, music guest of honor concert at Capricorn, uh, which I wasn't able yeah. to be there for in person. But I did help you with a video intro and stuff like that. So I thought, I, you know, I was that was kind of a you know me being very proud of you moment thing. I just I wish I could have been there for. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a. Uh... You know, it was kind of a laid back concert. There weren't that many people there, <laughs> but uh, it was still special for me. Very special. Um, uh, and uh, sometime in the last 10 years, Alexanne put out her first CD, which was an EP, um, which was very silly. And Yes, she will have another one someday. <laughs> I just don't know when yet. Yeah, the first EP was called Rocket Ships UFOs. Yes. And also, we should mention that you put out your third album, uh, which was titled by Alexanne, uh, Sing All Funny Jokes. <laughs> yes. So, that happened. <laughs> um, 
and and you and I both kind of suffer like for different reasons, but suffer from our lives getting too busy to for us to uh, crank out the comedy music as much as we regularly used to. <laughs> well, it's not only busyness; it's you know uh, executive dysfunction, and you know now we know what we didn't used to know that we have autism and ADHD <laughs> that yeah. uh, keeps us from uh, getting shit done. A lot of times I th- think it keeps it, it. It's worse on me than it is on you as far as not getting creative things done. Cause I'm like, why would I make a creative thing when I could sit in a comfy chair and watch TV? <laughs> why would yeah. I ever create again? That seems to be what my brain says to me on a daily basis. Um, so I haven't created a whole hell of a lot in the last 10 years, um, you know, quantity-wise. But, you know, I came out with some good quality things. I got nominated for Logan Awards on two occasions, which even though I didn't win, you know, I, th- I think being nominated is pretty cool. Yeah. So and pretty significant to me. Um, so that was with Almost Parent Time first, and then with Dr. Fauci. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I didn't know what I was going to say anyway. Um, yeah, uh, sorry. I, I just kind of spaced out there. Also, you know, kind of tying into your comedy music is the fact that, you know, being around, you know, seeing what you do and stuff uh, and, you know, coming to MarsCon, uh, Alexanne wanted to start making uh, her own comedy music. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, it's, it's because of me and you, <laughs> you know, that she wants to do that. And so she's just at this point in her life, you know, she could just crank out a parody or an original just like on the spot. Just she can just start singing and come up with something hilarious. She's going to be, I think in the long run, she's going to be uh, more prolific and successful than I am at this, <laughs> which is fine. It's, well, it's funny just to think about when we recorded that 10 year episode of Bad Rapport, uh, Alexanne was merely a year and a half old, and now we're, you know, recording an episode talking about the numerous comedy songs that Alexanne has created under the yeah. under the new persona stage name of Meow Meme, um, which was yeah. something that you know developed as the songs from Alexanne, you know, have uh, have have come along. <laughs> and granted, she granted Meow Meme doesn't have any of have any of their own recordings yet dot 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 yep um but although meow although meow meme does appear on a song that technically comes under my name uh woodland creatures which also features um dark nes from the gothsicles and alex actually that, right what did they make the music track for you too? Yeah. Yeah. And um and also Alexan actually wrote half of the lyrics because it was 
one of those uh, song ideas that was just kind of sitting around for months, not getting worked on by me. So she had one of those fine, I'll do it myself moments that she has and um, did it herself. (laughs) And then I took what she wrote and, um, you know, kept what I liked and changed what I thought wasn't funny enough. So the whole song became like half me, half her. It's it's baby's first collab. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, the other day when I was, um, I was, you know, trying to, <laughs> I was grabbing anything that could be considered remotely Halloween-ish or scary-ish uh, for tracks. And one of the, <laughs> one of the tracks I grabbed was the live performance of Predators. <laughs> <laughs> which I ended up deciding not to use just because it goes on a bit long, but, but mm-hmm. just, to, just to hear that song and hear Alexan on stage with, with Beth and, you know, mm-hmm. I just remember being in the hotel room rehearsing with Beth and Alexan getting so charged up of, cause Alexan was like basically hitting that wooden percussion box as for drumming while Beth is playing mm-hmm. guitar. And while they're rehearsing, suddenly Alexan is like writing whole new sets of lyrics and parts of the mm-hmm. song. And you just had to tell her, you can't make this song longer. <laughs> you to know, this day, that's still kind of how she creates songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this, the, I just remember, how well that performance went, uh, you know, the songs like, you know, whatever, like about four minutes long, I think. And then when my brother Michael mm-hmm. got up to, to do his song, he, he got on the mic and he was like, you know, is, is Alexan still here? You know, but just, you know, please tell Alexan that was the most crazy outsider music thing I've ever seen. And it was so excellent. <laughs> yeah. And my brother Michael has seen a lot of crazy outsider music. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he worded it a little different, but then again, I don't remember exactly how it was. So that'll have to do. It was it was thoroughly complimentary in in case people hadn't picked up on that. So yes. From the moment that I opened my eyes, I got a good feeling in me deep inside that it's going to be a great day, simply divine. I pull back the curtains, take a peek outside. I'm like, ooh, hot dog, what a glorious sight. The sun's shining bright, there's not a cloud in the sky. There's no fog, no smog, no pollution, no noise. Just endless opportunities for me to enjoy. So check it. I get dressed and bounce out to the street. It's like 70 degrees with a song so sweet. All the birds above me singing as they're following. All of them. So many birds, it's like it's all of them. All the bugs are buzzing, all the flowers in bloom And I can't imagine being back inside of my room I'm just feeling so happy that I'm dancing around Today there ain't a thing that's gonna bring me down Everybody's gone and all of them, all of the people are gone Everyone you've ever known has left you alone They have all left you and gone Everybody's gone Hello? All of them, all of the people are gone Who are you? Everyone you've ever known has left you alone They have all left you and gone Today, Satan, take it away. There's not a thing you can do or say to get in my way. Cause I'm flying high and I'm on top of the world. I got a brand new attitude I'm giving the world. Flipping down the street, getting on with the start. While I'm skipping to the beat of the song in my heart. I've got a summertime treat running through my mind. Getting ice cream sweet, standing in no lines. And every light says walk when I reach it. No one's honking horns, no tires are screeching. 
And the train's already waiting for me There's no crowd shoving in I take my favorite seat I put my headphones on I play my ultimate jam I let my thoughts drift away To the adventures at hand Reminds why I'm loving life Like I'm resigning the lease I can't remember ever feeling So at ease and at peace Everybody's dead What? All of them, all of the people are dead Wait, wait, wait Everyone you've ever met And all of the rest Everyone everywhere dead Everybody's dead? Everybody's dead What happened? All of them, all of the people are dead Everyone you've ever met And all of the rest Why? Everyone everywhere dead Then wait, who are you? I'm the voice in your head Who am I? You're the only person left not dead so what do you mean by dead? I mean dead Dead? Dead Like all of them? All of them All of them? Dead Huh well, fuck it, I'ma have some fun And do all the shit I ever wanted under the sun Like raid the cops, confiscated drugs and go crazy Hot wire a Ferrari, crashing into Macy's Moving the museum with the brontosaurus fossil Kill an 8-inch monologue at Rockefeller Plaza Go to town and burn a tower down like it's my studio And then record the track at the Mixed Palace Studio Paint Lady Liberty in purple, I'm there Kick it with the coyotes running round Times Square I swear, it's just the best damn day, no question Dressed like I'm Agent J, living like a legend Everybody's dead all of them, all of the people are dead Everyone I've ever met And all of the rest Everyone, everywhere, all of them dead Everybody's dead All of them, all of the people are dead Everyone I've ever met And all of the rest Everyone, everywhere, all of them dead Oh, at last Jeffrey, we've made it The attic Everything we're looking for It's right here I made it up to the top of the loft hatch, covered in dust, an impossible fog bank, a magical mist. This place has obviously gone bad. Movement and whispers, we've gone off the wrong track. Well, well, my lucky lads, ain't this turn up dramatic? Elemental the deserter in the desert of the attic. And he's all grown down, must have come a right cropper. Last time I saw him, he weren't knee-eye to a grass. I say, how sweet, my old box of tin soldiers. Now careful with those fixed bayonets that you're holding. I come in peace, I come to see if I can find my way Back. That stung you, little beast. I'm warning you, stay back. I'm the model of a model of a modern major general, but you're banded as ephemeral, the regiment. Terrible. All in all, quite a little kick to the genitals. Not that we have none. Most untenable. If you've lost what you needed to find, sneak into the attic like a thief in the night. Everything is here from your previous life. You might need to pay with a piece of your mind. If you go into the attic, here's a piece of advice. Everything is here, it's all reasonably priced But if you ever show fear as you're creeping inside You may end up paying with a piece of your mind Now we're alive and we are striving for Freedom, a thing worth dying for So we're aiming all the weapons of our fighting core Playtime's over, Professor, now it's time for war Now, steady on, chaps You know there comes a time for professors to leave childish things aside Like time travel trousers Orangutan butlers Crazy adventures I mean, what... Utter, clear us away, but we were so much clutter While our batteries leak through the India rubber Better run, better hide under your Thunderbird's covers Cause you're standing in the way of our get me gun stutter Lieutenant T-Rub's been winding up the bunches Declining to rewind to the part with the hugs in a sign And confined to the box with the bugs in cassette in my chest One foot in the dustbin Hey Sergeant, take it ten dollars with Byroad on junk The steampunk did a bunk, left a hunk in the trunk Now he's hunkered down a trunk and we're Tearing him to chunks Cause we're throwing down hard Like a game of kerplunk Jack in the box With a BB clock locked Armed with tighter And a bag of pop rocks Just one more knock And the box goes medieval Breaking off the locks And it pop goes the weasel If you've lost What you needed to find 
Sneak into the attic like a thief in the night Everything is here from your previous life You might need to pay with a piece of your mind If you go into the attic, here's a piece of advice Everything is here, it's all reasonably priced But if you ever show fear as you're creeping inside You may end up paying with a piece of your mind So where to begin? Pull out his batteries. Let a toddler have it. Push him down the settee. Square peg in each hole. Justice man limp. He's, He's going home in a matchbox ambulance. Hang on, chat. Don't get tangled. Stand and listen. No antagonism. Just a magical mission. Just a man and an ape and a key that I keep. If I could get us all home, we could all be released. But at least I could help you, my tired little trooper. I could wind you back up. How nice! How super! Thank you, sir! A new lease of life from this old loft mess. Tinkering, polishing, dusting off the cobwebs. Almost like we're box fresh, mint condition. What's next? He's the prop and assist the mission. Something's worked, the attic's lurching, spinning through the heavens. We're returning to Earth, we're shifting through dimensions. They're opening new doors, and setting new courses. Hearing pixie sticks, on our flying saucers. As Elemental's metal old toy collection throws wide open the doors of perception. So reconnecting with you was the true magic all along. I think the magic was the real magic all along. Well, I thought it was rather poetic. You haven't changed. Remember you used to use us soldiers for tea parties instead of war games? (laughs) Ah, so I did. But we did have some lovely soirees, didn't we? I am still partial to an imaginary custard cream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd prefer a bourbon, actually. It was a cold, dark night in Sleepy Hollow when we rolled up for sound check. Give my mom's Volvo. I said, Make a rant. Are you sure this is the place for the tombstones, cobwebs, and speakers on the grave? This is it. I say that with no hesitation. The skulls and stuff are simply decoration. Contract says, Hell is most production. Flag out a promoter. Let's have a discussion. We met the promoter, pumping for a head. We said, We hope it's live because the crowd looks dead. He showed us the green room back behind the church. He said, Sound check quick because you guys are on first. Now I've done some checks and some real strange surroundings. But when skeletons are asking how it's sounding, it got me kind of shook. Virtually insane. The headlining DJ was Ingabar Crane. Sleepy Hollow, Halloween Eve. Candy and treats and tricks up a sleeve. Ghosts and zombies, they did it in line. But I think the promoter done lost his mind. Sleepy Hollow, Halloween Eve. Candy and treats and tricks up a sleeve. Ghosts and zombies, they did it in line. But I think the promoter done lost his mind. Ingabar Crane was backstage pacing. Skinny as a rare, there was no mistaking. This something was a ride. This was like snow. We said it's nice to meet you. We're opening the show. A creepy green room with posters on the wall. Oh. Strangely, Mr. Crane was headlining them all. This isn't that we must do assuage my fears and play in this place for the last hundred years. We said, how's the pre-sale? It can't be the bad cause we dropped 50 bucks on the Facebook ad. He said, it's not the typical audience, you know, with ghosts and zombies in the first three rows. Well, they're a rowdy bunch. Cool. Nothing I haven't seen, but they can find tells me there's a sweet guarantee. But the contract has one huge surprise. We played this show for the rest of our lives. Sleepy Hollow, Halloween Eve, candy and treats and tricks up a sleeve. Ghosts and zombies, they did it in line, but I think the promoter done lost his mind. Sleepy Hollow, Halloween Eve, candy and treats and tricks up our sleeves. Ghosts and 
zombies, they waited in line, but I think the promoter done lost his mind. Sleepy Hollow, Halloween Eve, candy and treats and tricks up a sleeve. Ghosts and zombies, they waited in line, but I think the promoter done lost his mind. Sleepy Hollow, Halloween Eve, candy and treats and tricks up a sleeve. Ghosts and zombies, they waited in line, but I think the promoter done lost his mind. Yeah, so you know it's it's been cool and interesting to to see Alexan develop, but you know, uh, meanwhile in uh, Carrie does things uh, land, uh, you got <laughs> majorly involved with uh, Court and Country for for many years there. Oh yeah, yeah, I joined that nine years ago, and I uh, stayed in it up until a couple months ago. <laughs> so I was in it for a long time. And uh, now I'm in a different choir that's a little closer to home and is much bigger and more choiry because <laughs> mm-hmm. we have a director with a stick and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. Go ahead. I, no, I, just I didn't, it, like I'm just doing the space with the word. Uh, so you know you and i had a lot of you know times when you know uh you you and alexan came out here to visit me in california um mm-hmm. so there you know and pretty much every time we've done that you know we've we've reported about it on this podcast so there isn't you know we don't have to try to recap all of those but it it's certainly Although to the- i think a significant one would uh would be the one that turned into the music video for Pico and Sepulveda. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, uh, we had gone to, um, you know, we went to the La Brea tar pits and stuff, and we, uh, and around then, uh, with Alexan having the, um, the you know the the there's Alexan playlists for music in your guys's car when you drive around and do stuff. Mm-hmm. So was the Pico and Sepulveda song something that Alexan was already listening to, or was or or did she get hooked onto that song because of us going to the tar pits? Um, I kind of think she was already listening to it, but. It happened more than two days ago, so I'm not sure. <laughs> because when we were at the tar pits, it's we have that you know that kind of footage that was stuck at the end as sort of a bonus outro after the credits of of her like seeing it on her own and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we went to the tar pits and then we went to actual Pico and Sepulveda just to get you know a couple of quick shots there of. Well, not uh, only that, we did it as tourists. <laughs> we, yes, yes. We were there for hours. Because then later, the whole idea came about, and I have to assume this was my idea. I'm, I can't think of how it could possibly have been anybody else's idea uh, for when um, uh, Chris Manzalesta was going to be coming to town because there was sort of a get-together for Dr. Mm-hmm. Demento for... Um, it, I, it might have been like a, bel- a a belated birthday type of thing. I can't remember what the exact like point of the get together okay. was because because it, it wasn't it wasn't around the actual time of his birthday. Um, but yeah, but Christmas Celeste came to town, and I had this idea of what if 
you know, me and Chris and Kyle and Tony Goldmark all, uh, you know, made a plan to film like a fan video for the original Pico and Sepulveda song, which for those of you who might not know is Dr. Demento's theme song uh, is based on that song. And the song lists all of these famous streets in, you know, the greater Los Angeles area. So the idea was we're going to go film a video for of us lip syncing Pico and Sepulveda on all of the streets mentioned in Pico and Sepulveda. So that's what yeah. we did. And then uh, we took that footage and the footage that, I filmed with Carrie and Alex Ann yeah. and sent it all to Dr. Don. We definitely Don. were already listening to the song because yeah. Alex Ann was interested in going to the intersection of Pico and Sepulveda, which is not actually an interesting intersection. <laughs> yeah, it, it may have been at some point in, you know, back in like the early 1900s. It may have been more interesting back then. Uh, I Maybe. just know the reason that song exists or re- the reason that whole thing exists is because apparently the stoplight there, uh, you know, to get for people to like get to the beach or whatever had a particularly long s- stoplight. So the guy who wrote the song was, you know, was just be, would just be sitting there waiting and he just started tapping his hands on the steering wheel at that intersection because he was bored and he was just saying to himself, Pico and Sepulveda, Pico yeah. and Sepulveda, like he was waiting for the light to change. And that's where that you know, rhythm and, you know, lyric came up and then they wrote the song. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. That was fun. Um, uh, I'm trying to think like, you know, obviously whenever I get out to the Midwest, I do my best to try to see uh, Carrie and Alex Ann for at least a half a day, if not a day or two. And, um, you know, we we typically, you know, we hang out, we go to arcades, <laughs> we uh, run around in the backyard now and, and play a Scooby-Doo talking game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and of course, there's, uh, there's doggies and kitties. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, I've got one right here, but he's being quiet, so, uh, and I don't think anyone would want him to be loud because when he is loud, this dog is very loud. He is a very sweet, happy boy. I guess it's... He's very enthusiastic about life and also about being a dog. (laughs) Okay, the dog. Interests include dog. (laughs) See also doggo. (laughs) Suppose it's also worth mentioning that... uh, in early 2014, I put out um, the album Fourth Grade Talent Show. Uh, and then, you know, after that, uh, you know, fairly soon after that was when I ended up moving out here to be a part of uh, Mighty Mandasaurs, which I worked on for three years. Um, uh, and, but, you know, during the time I was working on the show, I was making, you know, it's like the, the, the three years of my life when Luke was an actual, you know, somewhat of an adult because I actually was earning a decent living and stuff like that. Uh, however, the, you know, the demands of working, you know, also kind of made it harder to make as much comedy music as I would have liked because, uh, you know, I, I had to f- pour so much creative energy into making Mighty Magiswords that a lot of times, just like you said, it's like I get done. It's like I've been creative all day. I just want to sit at home and play Mario Kart and not have to be creative. So, yeah, 
Um, so the production started to slow down. And then after being at Cartoon Network, you know, basically I have been, you know, fairly broke, you know, between working at Lyft, uh, you know, being my own boss for Lyft. And then the pandemic happened. And now I'm working at ease.com as a delivery person for the past three years. So, you know, I haven't had quite as much money to make comedy music, you know, to get people to help me and make recordings and blah, blah, blah. So, so basically that's why it took me, you know, over eight years to put out, uh, (laughs) the album, in my 12th album, which is titled Needlessly Meta, which came out earlier this year. Yeah. So it's, and my, you know, and my most recent album came out the same year your second most recent album came out. So, uh, but I also there's did- also, I, I, I sort of, you know, like, like many people, I may have, uh, I, I feel like albums aren't as important as they used to be, but. Yeah. You know, maybe with the um, existence of Needle Juice Records, like even though I'm, it's not like I'm going to release with them or anything, but I can see, you know, more value again in physical media. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I should probably put out an album at some point because <laughs> I have a lot of stuff I've released since the last one came out. So it wouldn't require a whole hell of a lot of new material just to put out a new CD. I'll do it someday. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, I just want, when I was making my set list for, um, for, um, uh, um, what the hell is it (laughs) for, you know, Fump Fest and Con and the Cobb. Um, I would, because the last time I had done a full concert in Ohio, was 10 years previous at Con the Cobb 2013. So I wanted to make my set all stuff that I had come up with since the last time I was there. And yeah. so that included uh, the song Scoob, which you are the lead vocalist on. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was an awesome song. And then, you know, shout out to Jared Perez for making an awesome, you know, backing video for it with clips from, you know, Scooby-Doo. Uh, but the, the one time I got... Alexanne to listen to the song Scoop. She thought it was so good that she immediately got really bad uh, uh, imposter syndrome <laughs> and got upset. Because <laughs> it was so good. Well, <laughs> you could... <laughs> you you certainly know my music well enough that you could go back to some of my earlier, earlier albums and play some really bad tracks of mine for her. That's so exactly that... what I did. Oh, cool. That's what did exactly you play? That's exactly what I did. God, what did I play? Um, this is important information, but yet I can't remember what it was. Uh, was it like I Kissed a Squirrel or... Uh, no, no. Um, Trekkie case. <laughs> Thank Q. Um, yeah, it was definitely something really early. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Born to Lose. <laughs> oh, Born to Lose. I didn't even include Born to Lose when I put uh, the Psycho Potpourri stuff up on Spotify. I, I left. That was one of the tracks <laughs> I left out. Because <laughs> she's like, wow, that was awful. <laughs> and here's the other thing with how awful it was. And like very shortly after I did that studio recording, which back then was a big deal and, you know, cost money and blah, blah, blah. Cause I had to go to an actual studio and hire somebody. 
after I got done recording it, it it finally hit me. I should have sang that song doing a Bruce Springsteen impression, and it would have been significantly better. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, looking at the track list on uh, on Needlessly Meta, just trying to like make sure. Yeah, we already mentioned I'm Vamber Warrior. That's on there. Um, um, oh, and then of course uh, you were a backup uh, vocalist on my song Rogue, which features mm-hmm. Bonnie Gordon. And uh, you I were. I think you at first offered me the, yes. the lead song, and then I went and listened to the original, and I'm like, it really needs, you know, a lead singer and a background singer because I mean, there's so much contrast between you know, Madonna and her uh, black background singers. So, um, and I tend to like singing background. In fact, I ended up singing uh, singing background on a song with Bonnie at Con on the Cob uh, not long ago. Uh, yeah. That was kind of a, you know, last minute thing, but hopefully she's going to let me sing background on the recording too yeah that was you know uh super cool and uh and the backing track for that was uh made by uh garrett aka il neige so that was mm. a, a, a quick track that you know she's i did not know yeah. that yep um and uh Let's see. The, the song "One Thousand Fumps" uh, is kind of significant because it was our thousandth fump song, and that was a thing I wrote that had, you know, dozens of fump people in it, including Carrie and myself. So that's a mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> um, Are you like scrolling through the fump page right now? Well, I was scrolling through my the track list on Needlessly Meta. Um, so I'm. I'm just trying to think. I mean, well, and then of course at MarsCon, there's you know the times I've helped out you and Alexanne with uh, with your you know Dementia Smackdown you know tracks like we did the uh, the Duck song last year was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, me, me and uh, me and Alexanne and my dad recently did that song without you at a um, at a family reunion picnic, and oh, it was awesome. Well yeah. Yeah, I just did. I just ended up doing all the parts except for the duck part, and Alexander did the duck part, and Dad did the part. <laughs> and um, I remember you asking me to. Uh, we did the 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 song from Spamalot, the song that goes like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember at some point after the convention was over, because my mom was there, she asked me if that was a song that you had written. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, mom, that's from a, a play, but you know, yeah, it's it's it, it's a song that I think works well for you and I <laughs> to sing together. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I mean, you know, what can I say? It's uh been ten years, and we're still uh tolerating each other's existence and and stuff uh, uh <laughs> when we can. <laughs> Um, on occasion yes and and, so, and and hopefully some amount of the past 10 years was quite enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> and many cool things have come out in the last 10 years too but uh, it occurs to me that I don't really have time to talk about it because I got 
and go pick up Alexander from school. Okay. I can't think, I hear squeaks everywhere, I hear peeps on the brink of a breakdown. All I want is peace, but the sound will never cease. It seems to be surrounding me with ease, like a cage made of wire and some bedding on the floor is closing in. And I don't like the setting anymore. It's getting to the point that is nobody believes when I tell them what I see in the hall surrounding me. All around the sea, the walls turn into a maze and they'll trap me here for days until I'm completely crazed. I know that he's come back, but don't know why he would appear. Cause Mr. Fuzzy Fluffykins died last year. I want to know why this cuddly little guy is haunting me And why nobody else convenes to see him This fuzzy little being seems to pick on me the most He's not friendly like Casper, the fluffy little ghost When he passed, I was crushed, and oh so many cried And I wasn't the one who went and flushed him when he died I never held him too tight, and never forced a snuggle And I never used him once when I was learning how to juggle Is it cause I didn't oil the wheel when it squeaked? Or maybe cause when I forgot to feed him for a week? Ah, uh, whatever, he died a hero's glorious death As a warrior's beloved sacrifice to act Beleth, I call upon the Akbaleth. Accept the sacrifice of Mr. Fuzzy Fluffykins. Hear my plea. Come forth and smite my enemies. <laughs> I mean, poor little hamster. You know we've been married for two years and I thought I knew you well, but then you watched all 18 times and made my life a living hell. I can tolerate some Get Out or maybe Annabelle, but take that clown off of the shelf, you'll be sleeping by yourself. You know I gotta watch this movie, no more Chucky, maybe one that's in 3D, or Freddy. I'm not changing my mind this time, let's just see, I just wanna see one and you'll get neat. Jason would be easy, getting gutsy, wanna buy a slumber party too sleazy i've got just one more please let me be pennywise will make me happy now hear me baby you know i love you hon but hear me out you gotta skip that clown for me maybe and i don't care if it's a modern writer it's the one with tim curry you filled our house with balloons man you need brain surgery maybe you know i love you hon but three is a crowd it's either pennywise or me You know I try so hard to get you, but there is no in-between I only want to watch the notebook, but you put on Halloween If you mention grudge again, you'll rue the day that you were born Turn on Hostel, you've been warned, you'll star in your own torture porn I've got sugar here in HD, now you're crazy Throw the Thursday with a thing, too creepy I'm just getting the vibe that we can't agree I just wanna see one and let me be I'll do laundry daily, getting wild this one doesn't have a zombie What a pity Clowns are kinda cutie Watch me flee Girl, the child wants to know see Now hear me, baby You know I love you, hun, but I understand You gotta skip that clown for me Maybe Now there's a lot of movies on demand That you can stream on our TV So put away that king movie Let's watch Pitch Perfect 3 Maybe You know I love you, hun, but ditch the clown If you wanna get down with me Yeah, 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 yeah We fall down, down See how we all float down. Yeah, 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 yeah. We float down, down. See how we all float down. Yeah, 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 yeah. We float down, down. See how we all float down. Yeah, 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 yeah.
she already told you it's scary, yeah. That's how we roll here in Derry, yeah. Deadlights on and she still doubts. So tell her it's cool, they cut the orgy out. Hey there, Biggie Bridgie, yeah, losing charm. I'll teach you how to float, leave you disarmed. Tell her there's many worse things she could do. She could be alone watching trolls. You know I love you, but I'll make my stand. You gotta skip that clown for me. Maybe. And you can try to watch it underhanded, but I'll make this guarantee. There won't be nearly enough of you left to autopsy. Maybe. You know I love you, hum, but I understand. You gotta skip that clown for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 boy. Just skip that clown for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't say no, boy. Just skip that clown for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. All I want, boy. Just skip that clown for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the wrong boy. Come on, skip that clown for me. When he was a kid Now he's a widower with a son But that's not the point of a parody to some He got a visit from some obnoxious kids Riding motorbikes with their jumps and skids Doing huge jumps for the thrill of it But they landed on his son and they killed the kid So Harley traveled day and night Asking neighbors if they might Know the legend and tell him where To find an old witch with very little hair The crazy old lady said that he should go out To the old graveyard in the woods And bring the thing back But he should think twice Cause what he asking for got a powerful price Pumpkinhead, Pumpkinhead Mr. Harley summoned Pumpkinhead Hunt the kids down till they all are dead Pumpkinhead, Pumpkinhead Pumpkinhead, Pumpkinhead Mr. Harley summoned Pumpkinhead Hunt the kids down till they all are dead Pumpkinhead Pumpkinhead! It's a bony, huge freak of a monster. Just one look, you'll see that it wants to disembowel you with its nasty teeth. Or maybe just throw you against a tree. It looks like evil. It sounds like death. It probably has really bad morning breath. It makes me feel like I'm the 100th caller. It's a movie starring Lance Henriksen. It can kill you fast. It can kill you slow. It can hunt you down anywhere you go. It can sing karaoke and that's just a start. It can probably beat Kyle at Mario Kart. It can probably run for president. It can probably win for president. I wish that it were president because then the press conferences would be just so much more interesting. Don't you think? like carnage and blood everywhere it'd be great pumpkin head pumpkin head careful when you're summoning pumpkin head read the fine print or you'll end up dead pumpkin head pumpkin head pumpkin head pumpkin head careful when you're summoning pumpkin head read the fine print or you'll end up dead pumpkin head pumpkin head Hi, I am the great Luke Ski. Hi, I am a good MC. I have not seen Pumpkin Head. Those are some words that I said. Pumpkin Head, Pumpkin Head. TV's Kyle sang about pumpkin bread. I had to get the song out of my head. Pumpkin Head, Pumpkin Head. Pumpkin Head, Pumpkin Head. TV's Kyle sang about pumpkin bread. I had to get the song out of my head. Pumpkin Head, Pumpkin Head. God damn you, God damn you. He already has, son. He already has. Pumpkinhead! No!
fuck, Mike? What is this? Let me see if I can rifle through this as quickly as possible. The Lukeski Top 50 poll is a thing. It's been going for weeks, and I haven't told you about it because you haven't heard this episode until just now. So if you want to vote on the Lukeski Top 50 poll of 2023, please, please do go to tinyurl.com slash lukeski2023, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com slash L-U-K-E-S-K-I-2023. The deadline for submissions uh, of your of your votes is uh, the end of the day on November 1st. At the end of that, at, at that point, I'll be shutting it down because I need to uh, uh, downgrade my SurveyMonkey account so I don't get charged $99 a month just to get the proper level of uh, membership I needed to do the poll properly. So, yeah, Luxie Top 50. Just to give you guys a bit of a hint of what's currently in the lead, here's the top uh, vote getters uh, in chronological order. This is not an order of how they're ranking, but this is the chronological order of the top vote get the top vote getters. Um, that would be Fanboy. It's a Fanboy Christmas. Stealing like a Hobbit. House Party at Arkham Asylum. Grease Wars. Marvel Poppins. When You Wish Upon a Death Star. And I'm Vamber Warrior, which thus far is the most popular track on um, on uh, my album Needlessly Meta. Uh, so I really hope we get a bunch more votes for some tracks on Needlessly Meta. You know, in particular, how about like Candy Bars, you know, a song that was number one on Dr. Domeno's Funny 25 and also won the Logan Award for, you know, uh, outstanding parody song uh, of 2017. So, but, you know, whatever. You vote for whatever you feel are your absolute favorites over at the Lukeski Top 50 Bowl 2023. Please go and do it right now. Uh, tinyurl.com slash Lukeski 2023. Um, 
I have a new fump. You already heard it earlier in this episode. The Ghost and Molly McGee, a parody of me and Bobby McGee, etc. Um, and yeah, that's the final studio version. It is up at thefump.com. If you get over there quickly, you can still download that MP3 for free. Uh, and also, there's an updated version of the fan vid that has the. Uh, the proper um, uh, backing, tr- uh, backing, you know, final mix of the song, uh, and some other little edits. Uh, the thing was edited by Chandler De Roches, uh, so thank you so much, Chandler, for that. Um, and you can check that out on my YouTube page. Uh, quick Fump Fest wrap up. Uh, the winner of the video contest, uh, also the only entry of the video contest. But even if there were more entries, this one would have gotten my vote for the best. Uh, an awesome person, a lady by the name of Chuck, entered a video that she made with her friend for my song, Progressive love song and man I was so happy with that video she totally got what the joke and the message of the song was it's great um now, uh, because she's uh, a young lady, uh, and for other reasons, because everyone has their reasons, uh, she doesn't want to have this out uh, where the general public can see it, you know, on YouTube or whatever, um, you know, like out publicly posted. So if you want to see this video, uh, message me, email me, contact me on social media and say, hey, I want to see Chuck's video for Progressive Love Song, and I will send you the private link to that video so you can see it too, because I want everyone who wants to see it, who's a friend and a fan of mine, to see it. So there we go. Also, you should follow her on social media on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. She is at VV3SPA. So two letter Vs, uh, VV3SPA. And um, she does amazing illustrations and totally awesome stuff. She's a huge fan of The Fump and of Weird Al and does fan art of Weird Al and The Fump and lots of other cool things. So go follow her. She's awesome. And she also does commissions, so you can pay her to make art. It's great. Uh, Other Fump Fest things, uh, a fun little thing went down at the beginning of the Dumb Parody Ideas uh, contest this year at Fump Fest. I don't want to spoil what happened, but uh, go to my YouTube page and look for Fump Fest. 2023 Dumb Parody Ideas video. Go watch that. Uh, you will laugh. It's fun. Uh, final thing that was announced at Fump Fest is actually news about MarsCon, and this is a big one, everybody. Our music... Quiet phone. Our comedy music guest of honor at MarsCon 2023 will be Andy Merrill, a.k.a. Brack. Oh, hell, Brack, buddy! Bring your beans, and we're gonna have a good old time cutting muffins. Woo! So, yes, Andy Merrill, the legendary Brack, uh, also voice actor on Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Adventure Time and all kinds of other cool things and a uh, animation expert uh, just and an awesome ukulele player and and teller of funny jokes and songs on a stage. He's going to be our music guest of honor at MarsCon. Can you believe it? So add that to your calendar, MarsCon 2023. Uh, more announcements uh, for that in the future. But right now, that's all you get. Um, I just got uh, posted, or <laughs> DA Games Animated just posted, a uh, commission I worked on for over a month for a uh, uh, animated I made for them of Will playing the game Choo Choo Charles, which is kind of this demented horror version of Thomas the Tank Engine. So go to the DA Games Animated uh, YouTube uh page to see that. Um, and also, I'm available for commissions right now because I actually finally got done with the last commission that I was trying to get done. So if you want to ha- contact me to do commission artwork or animatic stuff, uh, contact me through my social media or at the at gmail.com and we will talk. Um, podcast stuff. Uh, 
Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes continues to roll on with awesome episodes, so go listen to that. Uh, the Fumpcast continues to roll on, so listen to that, uh, uh, the Funny Music Podcast. And episode 694, that was the one recorded live at Fumpfest where I perform and talk about the ghost and Molly McGee. Uh, on Tony Goldmark's podcast, Escape from Vault Disney, uh, myself, uh, I was on a couple of recent episodes. One was for the uh, live-action movie of Underdog, and the other one was for a couple episodes of season two of the show Star Wars Visions, the anthology show with different animated uh, style Star Wars shorts. Uh, and that episode features also uh, TV's Kyle and my roommate Santana, and it's a lot of fun, so listen to that. Uh, and the ep- uh, the podcast Rewatching the Magic, hosted by my friends uh, Jared and Kiki, uh, hit episode number 200. So for that episode, they did a special thing where they had uh, various guests on separately to talk about their favorite episode of The Muppet Show. So I was on the episode talking about... Um my favorite episode, or one of my favorite episodes of The Muppet Show, which is the one hosted by Steve Martin. Um, Kyle was also on the episode as well. Uh, it's a great episode, so go listen to it. And finally, this has nothing specifically to do with me, but I just want to mention for those of you who haven't heard, Worm Quartet finally has a new album out after 11 years, I believe it was. Uh, it is called Carpe Tedium, and it is friggin' amazing. So go get that at uh, wormquartet.bandcamp.com and stuff. Anyway... That is all the What's Luke plugging now. Thank you so much for listening to this whole episode. I will now get to the closing part, and we can wrap up this episode. And yippity-skippity, woo, happy Halloween. Peace. Do you have any comments? Yes, I wanted to... (laughs) I actually decided to, uh, because I think we've gotten one more since the last time um, on episode Mm -hmm. 142, because there were only... Oh, come on. My internet is being so slow lately. I don't get it. Here it is. Yeah, so from Luke and Carrie's Bad Before, episode number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's three comments, and they're all from Eclectic Lee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought there was a third one by someone else, but I guess I was wrong. Maybe it was on another previous episode. But um, hmm. it's a, Eclectic Lee says, first, I mean, welcome back. And then, okay, maybe I wasn't first. Maybe Luke isn't approving comments. And then, and then a month later, he says, oh, look at that. It's all me. So, <laughs> so apparently, Eclectically is the only person who listened to episode 142 of Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. Well, well that's good, because we wouldn't want nobody to listen. So, yes. thank you, Lee. So, the, the moral of the story is, if you have a podcast, don't take a break for 20 months, or else you'll only end up with one listener left. Um, it's all good. We... We just do this to listen to the sound of our own voices anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so um, thank you all for tuning in to uh, episode 143 of Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. And thank you, Carrie, for being an important part of my life for 20 years. And you're awesome. Yay. I know. <laughs> All right. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. I can 
a crowd from Sunday to Sunday Quarters of the globe, I touch them like sun rays Songs play for fun, from the mountains to the beach But what about the odd ones, the crowds I can't reach The ones that are humdrum, stand them Like stun guns are stunned them And can't come, they're stuck in the dull drums Hmm, I need my thinking hat Of course, why didn't I think of that? Before DJ spin back the track More juice, more votes, more action packed A formula that makes mortal men into monsters Hear my words, feel yourself getting stronger Stronger <laughs> That's it. Turn it up. Harness the lightning. Turn on the big machines. Neurons to protons, electrons to atoms, splitting hard to fathom, elixir by the gallon, storm and it's a dragon, been warned don't say you haven't, shazam, magic words, billy bats and thunder cannon, in a cabin, in a canyon and it's crashing and it's clashing, it's boom out stamping happening, a smashing action packing anthem, this is savage, fantastic, it is classic, this is massive! So, this beat is a monster, jump in, come alive, come along to smash! Earthquake on the dance floor Who'd ever thought we could get so hardcore? Scream! Till your lungs give out Give a roar then scream and shout Slam! Let the boys be boys Be boys, be boys Switch up the track as they listen to my flows The first two rows start ripping off the clothes Changing in stature, I've captured the feeling Nails into claws that clatter I'm reeling its floor to the ceiling Beasts are revealed beneath what is real From the beats you can feel Feet into who, smooth skin into coarse fur A mythical army, and I am the author Each audience member has their own thing Horns are a half shell, fangs are a bat wing Yes, in the morning might be taking its toll But for now this party is out of control There's a wild rumpus Ravenous and famished And won't leave the function Till it's battered and it's damaged I can barely handle it I can barely manage Who'd have imagined That one of my shows Could ever get so savage Is a monster. Jump in, come alive, come along to smash. Earthquake on the dance floor. Who'd ever thought we could get so hardcore? Scream till your lungs give out. Give a roar, then scream and shout. Slam! Let the boys be boys. Be boys. Be boys. Seems all is lost Created a beast Time to pay the cost I'll never make it to the exit No way I'll survive And I can't maintain Until help arrives I can feel the gentleman Inside me die The beast within Feels so alive When the beat kicks in I jump in and dive We are beautiful monsters We're all one tribe Is a monster. Jump in, come alive, come along to smash. Earthquake on the dance floor. Who'd ever thought we could get so hardcore? Scream till your lungs give out. Give a roar, then scream and shout. Slam! Let the boys be boys. Be boys. Be boys.
That just happened to engulf you. It's sad, but it's true. It's turning you into goo. You look like a fish. Look like a fish. Trapped in a fish bowl. Trapped in a fish bowl. Except the bowl is a cube. The bowl is a cube. Full of acid jello. Full of acid jello. That you're in trouble's apparent. Cause the cube is transparent. Hey. What's ten feet tall? What's ten feet tall? And ten feet wide. And ten feet wide. And ten feet deep. And ten feet deep. It has you inside. It has you inside. What's that? I can't hear you. I can't, I hear, can't you. hear you. It's a gelatinous cube. Get it? It's a gel- gelatinous cube. It's ten feet by ten feet by ten feet, and you're in the middle. Ah, oh, never mind. You told me that if you died. Ooh. 
You'd be fighting a dragon Instead you're being devoured By a slimy hexahedron I would love to help you But you're in a gelatinous cube I mean, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What should I do? I think I'll just run away Just run away It doesn't seem that fast, man Doesn't seem that fast, man I go around the corner Go around the corner Crap, it's a dead end Literally for me It's coming, coming, coming I'm in a gelatinous cube. Now I'm with you. Now I'm with you. In a gelatinous cube. In a gelatinous cube. Nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. In a gelatinous cube. In a gelatinous cube. Except for have the blues. In a gelatinous cube. In a gelatinous cube. In a gelatinous cube blues. Yeah. It's a six-sided die. You're listening to Luke and Carrie's Bad Rapport. What do you get when you put it all together? Chicken! Leave comments for this episode at badrapport.com.